You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com. Coming up here, Mark, you've got a couple emails we're going to get into. uh, And, of course, your phone calls are primary. Plus, we'll be telling you about an $111 million fine for sharing music over the Internet. $111 million? Yeah, we'll tell you about that. Uh, plus, uh, so since we're talking piracy, uh, we'll say that we'll, we'll tell you what Los Angeles has to say about piracy as being detrimental to public health. Uh, we'll get to all that, hopefully, tonight. Of course, your calls are primary, so we start out by going to the phone calls with Jimmy in Kentucky on the amp line. Hello, Jimmy. Hey, guys. How's it going? Hey, what's Good. on your mind? Well, I got my uh, request for my tax return from the IRS today for the year of 2006. I believe 2005, I guess, was the last year I filed. Oh, um, so they don't – oh, oh, I see. So you stopped filing in 2005, and so they're just they're just asking for it? They're just requesting it? Uh, yeah, well, that's what the, uh, fi- the form here reads, request for your tax return. Um, so I'll be filing this in a special little spot I've got in the kitchen that <laughs> will be set out on the curb next Monday. Wow. And okay. What like was it, Jimmy, that – before you go on with what's happening now, what was it back in 2006 that made you decide that you'd had enough, that you were no longer going to pay, as some people might say, your fair share? Well, I do a lot of freelance computer work, and that year I pretty much did nothing but that, so I was being paid – out, you know, I, they weren't taking any taxes out in the first place, mm-hmm. so I figured, you know, why well, I give voluntarily give him my money over when they're not taking it in the first place? And ever since then, well, that's been about it. So, what do you think about the tax return that's or the uh, the, the the tax rebate or whatever that everybody's getting uh, this year? You feel bad about that? You're not getting I don't plan on getting one. No, you're not going to get one. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Nor would I yeah, pass I the check if I did. I'm not getting one. My uh, my ex-wife was yelling at me the other day to because. Um, in our divorce agreement, I get to claim one of the kids. She gets to claim one, and since I don't file anymore, um, you know she wants to claim both because she does her taxes. So and, why uh, so why I, wouldn't you let her file um, claim both? Oh, and I, no, I don't have a problem with it. But she just she hadn't she didn't know I wasn't paying taxes. Oh, I see. Why would you tell your ex wife that you weren't paying taxes? That seems like a really bad idea. <laughs> All right, well, <laughs> we're we're on good terms. Okay, okay good. Good. Okay. good to know. So back at you. So you decided that well now is or back then two years ago whenever it was a good time to stop paying taxes because you were doing some of uh, some more entrepreneurial work where you weren't uh, having any taxes withheld. So was it that you were just kind of waiting for the right moment? You'd made up your mind a long time before that you that you were tired of the federal taxes. It was just this was kind of a convenient opportunity for you. In a way, yes. Um, I wasn't quite to the mindset that I'm at now where I'm just completely against it, but since they weren't being taken out, I sure as hell wasn't going to send them a check on my own. So they've sent you now a request for your 2006 taxes and... 2005 was the last year you filed. Right. And you're saying that uh, you're going to ignore their request. Yeah, absolutely. Aren't you... uh, Do you have a family, Jimmy? Yeah, yeah, um, a couple kids and ex-wife. We're, we're uh, technically divorced, but we're together, if that makes any sense. No, it doesn't. No, it's, a little, no, no. it's an odd situation. <laughs> Are you living with your ex-wife? 
Um, legally, we'll say I am not. <laughs> I am. Well, let's just we'll say I'm homeless as far as the okay. IRS is concerned. That's fine. So, so you're not concerned that they're going to come in and take you away and make it so you can't provide for your children and put you in a prison cell? Yeah, over of this? course. I'm very concerned. That's uh, it terrifies the hell out of me. That um, I mean, I've got a brother in prison, and I just deal, talking to him every week how bad it sucks. Um, and I mean, the last that's the last thing I want to do is go to jail for this. So uh, why but, are you why you're making why you're taking the risk? I mean, many people would say I don't want to go to jail for this, so I'll give them their money. That's what you say, Mark. In fact, uh, I at this point I really don't have the choice. I, I think that I would I think I'm fed up, and I wouldn't yeah. pay. But what do I do? You know, I mean, I, I, my wife's not going to go for that crap. Oh right, because you're tied to her because of the marriage, right? Well. Yeah, that's why I call her my wife. Right, right, okay, okay. So it's not like you can you cannot file and she can file. That's not possible because of the marriage. I'm sure that she could. I don't know oh, exactly. Oh, absolutely how possible. But her, we, uh, all of her money comes we from married, me. We filed individually. I all see. Her, all of my wife's money comes from me anyway. So why should I take the risk of not, of going to jail while they still get the money? So so uh, so Jimmy, then you uh, even though you do have these responsibilities and you could have used the same excuse that many other people do use, and that is, well, I've got a family, I've got you know mortgage bills to pay and all that. You still were pushed so far that you've decided. It's worth it to stand up to these gangsters, that these people in the federal government, they are nothing more than a gang of uh, men and women ruling over other people by the threat of violence, and that they don't deserve anything. They don't deserve a dime. You have hit the nail on the head. It's, it's absolutely absurd to continue paying these people. And, I mean, yeah, I could end up in prison, but if, hopefully, if if it comes to... Some sort of trial, I'll have people standing by my side. Well, and ideally, that's why I'm trying to move to New Hampshire in hopes of that. But um, it's just if everybody would stand up and take some action, there wouldn't be such a fear of it. Absolutely. And uh, great call, Jimmy. Any other points you wanted to make? No, that'll be it. You guys have a good night. Hopefully, uh, thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Hopefully, Jimmy's call will encourage a few other people that might be in a similar circumstance. Uh, to go ahead and and stop paying these people. Who are they anyway? I did not enter into, into an agreement with them. The only reason they got any money out of me was because, you know, that's what I was told I had to do. My parents told me I had to file these taxes. And then later I decided, I, you know, I came to the understanding that this government is not out there to keep me safe. I don't like the deal. I'm not I don't want uh, to have that little trade deal anymore, the supposed citizenship deal where you trade your freedoms for some supposed security, which according to the Supreme Court, the government has no obligation to provide you with in the first place. So technically there there is no such thing as a citizen if they don't have to provide you with the security then there is no agreement, and so I'm not interested in playing their games anymore. And uh, for me, the way it is, is that I, I understand, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with the idea of a government if I really believe that there was some kind of consent of the governed here. Um, in the, I believe there is. A consent of the governed? I think we're going to find out if there is or is not a consent of the governed. Well, um, we may very well, but I, I don't think there is. I think that they are uh, you know, thugs that rule over us. But you know, the Supreme Court ruling that came out this year that said uh, that the... the, the that the government has no uh, let's say the the final the p- final part of the first amendment here is the petition of the that we have the right to petition the government for redress of grievances they said that yeah you can petition the government all you want for grievances but uh, 
We, we don't, don't have, have to, to respond anything. and we yeah. don't have to care what your grievances are. Right. They're violating the Constitution. They violated the Constitution all over the place. Um, you know, well, the, in the, the same the, way. The first, uh, the, the, the first ten uh, amendments, oh, the yeah. Bill of Rights, you, know, you, might as well, you might as well throw them away. Yeah. And as far as I'm concerned, the government is doing what the hell it wants and Doesn't you're going to pay one way right. or the other. Um, you're like, you've got to pay, citizen. That's, that's what they say. You have to pay. And they don't follow their own rules. Why should we follow right. their you, rules? You can watch them get around their rules. The, 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 the government is run by uh, lobbyists and people that uh, take their cues from corporate America who uh, has different interests than I have. I've never I – I can't remember the last time I voted for a politician that made it into office. You're telling me I'm represented? How am I represented? How could the politician even represent you had he uh, happened to have won? But but it's can not you understand? Possible. I don't. I haven't voted for yeah. anybody who's made it in. Right. And and by the way, just because you voted does not mean you've Certainly consented. Certainly not on the federal level. I, I'm, I'm not. I don't also uh, c- accept the theory that just because you participate in casting a ballot in a box somewhere that that means you consent to being ruled. I'm sorry, that's not the case. There's nothing explicit about that. And so you can't. I think it's self-defense, quite honestly. Otherwise, they're just going to put bigger. Some people look at it that way. Sure. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. So I don't want any of the federal government services. I'm not going to try to collect their welfare payments or social security or whatever the hell else it is that they offer. I don't want any of it. I just want them to leave me alone. And so far they have. And like Jimmy said, if more of us get together and just say no to this federal government, then I think it's more likely they'll leave us alone. More coming up. It's Free Talk Live. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com, and they include archives. So if you missed a moment of the show, just download them from the front page of the website for free at freetalklive.com. So, 800-259-9231 is the SACL CAI toll-free line. We'll continue with your phone calls here in moments. If you're thinking about starting a business, here's a word to the wise. Incorporate at LegalZoom.com. Incorporation can help protect you against frivolous lawsuits that can wipe you out. LegalZoom.com is fast and easy. They do all sorts of legal documents, patents, wills, trademarks. They do leases. You can use code FTL to save $10 off your order. That's LegalZoom.com. 800-259-9231. So uh, started the show out tonight with a call from Jimmy in Kentucky who was letting us know that he had received a a request from the IRS for him to go ahead and just go ahead and send in your 2006 taxes. We we noticed you missed uh, filing there, and we'd really appreciate it if you just go ahead and jump through those hoops for us and cut us a check. Well, why? Why would I want to send you money? Who are you people anyway? I mean, if if a stranger sends you an invoice in the mail saying, "Hey, I did all this uh, did all this work for you. You owe me this money." And you don't know who they are or what work they performed for you, and you don't recall ever making an agreement with that person, do you owe them the $10,000 they're demanding you from you? Uh, no. <laughs> they have to have some evidence to show that you owe them that money. And even if they do do the work, um, if, you didn't have, if you didn't ask them for it. Right. Right. 
And so that's essentially how I view the IRS, I, I as a group that, of strangers sending me an invoice, and they want me to fill out the invoice for them. I think that there's, a, a, to some extent, some credence to the argument that, um, well, the government, the government does all these things for you. You should compensate them for it if um, they do all these things. But I don't want them doing the vast majority of the things that they're doing. I, no, don't, I don't want, want them attacking other countries to keep me safe, which I, in fact, believe does, makes me less safe, not more. Um, I, I don't want the foreign policy. I don't want the uh, money sent to all the other countries. I don't want the corporate welfare. I don't want the personal welfare. Nope. I don't want any of that stuff. As far as I'm concerned... There's nothing I can think of I want from them. The role, of, especially the feds. The only role of the, of the government, as far as I'm concerned, is, uh, is, is uh, protection from a military. You know, if the, the federal government kept the military down to an, a, a group of men that went around and trained, say, uh, militia groups... Uh, around the nation, because I think militias uh, make perfectly good sense that people from a local area should be protecting that area. That way, we don't send troops to other countries and invade them just mm. on the premise that maybe they've got some kind of weapon that would be terrible. Yeah. Um, you know, so the federal government would handle the military, the Navy maybe. That's the only thing that I can really think that makes any sense. Um, local, I think they should handle the police and roads. Maybe the federal government can make an argument for the interstate system. Okay. I'd be willing to give, cut them a check for the interstate system. I certainly use it. But the rest of that crap, no. You buy gas. Yeah, I buy gas, and that pays for, largely pays for roads. Yeah. So, uh, and if, so, it, yeah. if it doesn't pay for roads, then that's bad management on the yeah. part of the government again. Yeah. No thanks. Don't want your deal. Don't want your uh, little agreement. And not interested in being part of your system anymore. I am in favor of secession. I'm in favor of both the state governments seceding. If you, you know, if you're, if you like the whole government thing, that's a step in the right direction. And I'm also in favor of personal secession because if it is true that governments in this country are formed by the consent of the governed. Then I withdraw my consent. Now, I would like to consent to purchase cer certain services. I would like to purchase protection services from whomever will offer it, whether it be the police that we know of today or some sort of private protection agency, some sort of insurance company. I would like fire protection. I would like to have my house protected from fire. Uh, and I like the idea of having roads to drive on that aren't in absolutely decrepit shape, but of course the government keeps right. them in decrepit We're shape. We're not getting that. So, <laughs> We're getting uh, roads that are in decrepit shape. So it's not to say that I don't want any governmental services... It's just that they just happen to take uh, they they right. they own a monopoly over if the I don't services like I'm the looking road, for. Who's other who's else road can I use? I can't. But I, I those are but the three things that I'm looking for: protection, fire protection, roads, all local. There's no need for a, a federal government there at all. So and, you know, even if you made the argument that the uh, the interstate system was a federal uh, invention, you don't. States were connecting roads from one place to another pretty successfully for quite some time. I think they probably could if they wanted to. Yeah, and business is going to want to get products from point A to point B, so the right. business uh, efforts would be more and, than enough. And not to mention that the rail system killed the uh, the the. The locomotive business. I mean, they just the roads. On, the yeah. road system. You mean. It did. Yeah. Uh, so part of it. So if you want to chime in on this, uh, tell us how you feel. Are you fed up yet to this point? Are you still paying the gang? Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Because I think that, and I said this earlier, and you said you weren't sure, Mark. You said you don't think it's true. I said I think that it is the consent of the governed. I think if it's just you that's withdrawn your consent, though, you're going to have a tough time making the case. If it's just you living in the middle of a uh, you know bunch of people that agree with the government and want the government, then you're going to look like the crackpot loon. 
But if it's you and a bunch of your friends, if it's you and a bunch of your uh, Free State Project brethren or liberty-minded activist friends that have decided to withdraw their consent, and you have your own media, a la Free Talk Live, Free Minds TV, The Ridley Report, all this great new media that's coming, <clears throat> that's coming out of this, this liberty movement, especially here in New Hampshire, is really where most of it's originating from. So if you've got media to where you can communicate what your message is effectively, to where you can show that you aren't some wild-eyed crazy, that you're just a regular person, a human being just like everybody else is, and you can, you can explain to people rationally where it is you're coming from, and you've got friends that are willing to back you up. Maybe not all of them have decided to stop paying the game, but at least they, they empathize with you, and they wish they could do what you've done, and so therefore they're willing to support you in your efforts. Then I think that there is a chance a real good chance that we're going to find out that the federal government will leave our people alone more often than not. That's my prediction, at least. There are a number of people up here in New Hampshire that do not pay federal income tax, and they have yet to be harassed for it at all. There's 60 million people around the United States that don't pay. They've arrested Russell Canning. The feds have had him in their custody before, and they didn't charge him with any non-payment of taxes or anything like that. They arrested him for different reasons. You'd think they'd have had a bunch of charges waiting for him. But no. So uh, so I think that what, what you're going to find out is sort of like Obi-Wan Kenobi in Star Wars. If they do decide to go after one of the liberty activists for non-payment or non-filing of federal taxes, then a bunch of other uh, friends of theirs are going to rally behind them in a way in which they've never experienced before. It's only going to draw more attention to our movement. It's going to draw more attention to our message and our media sources. And it's only going to make our movement stronger and make them appear to be the violent uh, thug of uh, gangsters, a band of gangsters that they are. That's my prediction. We'll find out what happens because that's the direction things are going in. We've got people like Jimmy in Kentucky, people like myself, Dave Ridley from the Ridley Report. He stopped paying federal taxes. Russell Canning, all kinds of great activists here in New Hampshire prepared to back each other up if indeed something does go down. And so the more people we get like that, the more people that we get in the same place willing to do that, the more unstoppable we'll become. It seems inevitable to me. You know, uh, they can't put everybody in jail and no, pay their can't. taxes. one 800 Coming up, John and Tony on the line. Ladies first, if you dial in, 800-259-9231. This is your show. It is Free Talk Live. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. Features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us, including the Shrine of Female listeners. Dozens of ladies who've sent us their validated photo to prove they listened to the show. Just go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. Shrine. .freetalklive.com. We were talking a moment ago about the Free State Project, a movement of 20,000 liberty-loving activists all moving here to New Hampshire in order to live free, uh, or certainly live more free, although I plan on living completely free, and I think many others do as well. And uh, they're a wonderful group of activists, and there are more coming up here at all times. But when you're moving from point A to point B, it's always good to have a destination in mind, like a house that you can live in, a manor 
a pork manor, as uh, they call the Free Staters Porcupines. It's where that comes from, by the way. You want to move to New Hampshire but don't know where you're going to live? Well, porkmanor.com is a new site that connects freedom-loving landlords with freedom-loving renters. Landlords can easily manage the display of their rentals, including uploading photos and showing videos. Renters can find a place where they'll be living with libertarians and anarchists. It's simple, efficient, cheap, and effective. Porkmanor.com. That's P-O-R-C-M-A-N-O-R dot com. Uh, 1-800-259-9231. We go to your calls. It's Tony in Ohio. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Tony. Tony. I was... I was... Hello. Hey, what's on your mind? I was complaining that the, the federal government tried to, uh, you know, give me a nervous breakdown in graduate school at Michigan State University. They did. In 1986. They, they were trying to make me afraid that the police were going to arrest me for everything and... People would follow me around making personal comments and threats like, one slip in your history, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. And I I was talking on the phone to this former chemistry student of mine, Buffy Batinger, and she kept on trying to, you know, convince me I was, you know, gay and stuff when I'm not. She thought watching shows like The Dukes of Hazard and Night Run the 80s or Miami Vice, you know, meant that I, I was, I don't know how they she would extrapolate that, but... I'm trying to extrapolate your phone call right now. <laughs> what is trying to convince me as a homo, and her her brother was some kind of kind of psychiatrist. You know, she told yeah. me. And you know, the people scared me out of my wits. They're making the, you know, saying fans? I was going to get arrested for something. Who, and, why? Who was telling you this? I think they were some sort of friends of Buffy Batinger or the CIA or the Michigan State Police or something. Wow, this is convoluted. I, I was a chemistry grad student at Michigan State University. And they work at that big old uh, super colliding cyclotron next to the chem building. It's the third biggest in the country. The feds do. Pardon? That you're saying the feds worked at the cyclotron? Uh, some of, yeah, and then some of the chemistry professors think like uh, Dr. Hunt, Dr. Morrissey. And, uh, yeah, the names don't mean anything to me. So let me okay. see if I've got this straight. You were going to school, and people were threatening you. You believe they were from the federal government, but... Why would you think they were just trying to turn you into a gay man? I don't really understand what the feds were doing threatening you. I'm confused. It had do to do with Buffy here. beating her, I guess. Was um, she a federal agent? I know she she asked me to explain to her what a what is that a nuclear throw weight was around the fall of 85. You know, and how would a college uh, freshman even know what a nuclear throw weight was? I don't know. I, I certainly don't. I mean, know I had a Chemical operations training in the U.S. Army in seven, in the fall or winter of '77. Early so did anything that's it right there? Just tell them you were in the U.S. Army. The U.S. Army doesn't allow gay people in, so there there you go. It's over. Yeah, problem. Yeah, and I, I was married for seven years too, but I don't think that matters. What? Okay, so did anything ever come from this? Like, did they actually ever go and go after you in any way? No, they they just you know kept on making all these uh, you know false threats like that, and I I've been listening to stuff like that for. Basically, twenty years. You've you been know? listening to people threaten you. Yeah, like for the past three years, I bought myself a digital camera on credit, and I get Social Security about six hundred dollars a month. Why? And this, well, because of the schizophrenia, the the uh, <laughs> FBI or police caused me at MSU. Yeah. Oh, they caused it, did they? Well, they they scared thought, me with a nervous breakdown. I, I mean, I went to a psychiatrist, was... <laughs> and he said I had a nervous breakdown in graduate school. I had. Been on the federal, um, was it Philadelphia federal personnel pool, and considered for a GS seven job, 
with David Taylor and Evil Labs in the fall of '85. Wow. So and what do you re- do right now? What's your? Uh, you just collect Social Security? That's your? That's your gig? Yeah, I try a little Christian writing, and uh, I try to get a. Uh, you know, known as a photographer. I maybe. thought Christians, uh, okay, Christians, they say don't steal, right? The the Ten Commandments, they say thou yeah, shalt right, not yeah. steal. Right. I guess you, you're, I guess it's not technically stealing if you're taking Social Security because you did pay into it, right? Right, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah, man, I'm well, a U.S. citizen, too, you know? I don't know what else to say to you, dude. Uh, thanks for the call. <laughs> Appreciate the story. I don't know if that was a crank or if he was really crazy. I don't know either. I'm going to say really crazy because it was just so all over the place, just so all over the map that, I mean, you'd have to really be intricate about your cranking skills he if had, you were uh, going to be had, cranking it, seemed, it seemed like he certainly had, uh, what, Bethany, uh, what, what was what was the name that he kept on uh, saying there? It, Bethany Bowles or something? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. What, what were you going to say about her, Mark? I don't know. I, I was trying to figure out what he was talking about. Some chick tried to convince him he was gay, and she was apparently working for the federal government, or might have been an agent, or The Bethany Bowles I know doesn't work for the government. You know Bethany Bowles? I, 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 I've heard of her, yeah. Uh, that might not even have been the name, I don't know. Anyway, bizarre, very strange. You can really call about anything on this show, 800-259-9231, even the nonsensical, as we continue with John in Kentucky. You're on Free Talk Live. John. Hey, how's it going? I'm, I, it's going well. I'm hoping you can put together a sentence coherently, unlike our uh, prior caller. Oh, man. I know. It sounded like he was wearing the tinfoil hat the whole time. So what's but, on your mind, You know, John? besides... Excuse me? What's on your mind tonight? Go ahead. Well, about the... Going off topic from the government, about the rising gas prices. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just bought my new Cobalt SS06, all right? It's pretty. It's a pretty sweet machine, and it goes gallons... It guzzles gallons, right? Uh-huh. What's a Cobalt? Well, is that a brand of car? It's an American car. Oh, okay. Yes, it, it's a car. Is this like a new brand or something? I never heard of that before. No. Okay. <laughs> well, um, I mean, how much gas am I going to have to go through? It's $3 a gallon. Jesus. What is Did the... you not know what the miles per gallon were on the vehicle when you purchased it? I think it's around 16 to 20. Did it's actually not... pretty good miles per gallon, but it does no, that's guzzle crappy. it. Um, Excuse me? That's crappy. 16 to 20? Awful. Um, that's what? Awful. That's it's bad, crappy. like an that's SUV. Not good, that's good, not good gas mileage. I get that on, a, on an SUV. Well, we'll talk about my car that way. Hi, yeah. You're out of here. It's going to be a night of them. 1-800-259-9231. All right, we continue with Mike in Canada. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Uh, earlier, I just caught the bit of the show there, and uh, I was wondering, okay, the other night I called you and I was bitching about taxes. Do you guys actually go to jail if you don't pay your federal taxes? Some people do. Well, here there are people in Canada walking the streets that have millions of dollars of taxes owing. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, well, you well, know. it's not cool, actually. You know, they Wait, have nowhere that? to live. But, uh, oh, they're <laughs> they're walking the streets. I see. So you mean they've they've well, been kicked out of their home? Well, they're shackling up with their girlfriends or whatever, but... Uh, you mean they've had their home They stolen? actually shackle you, take you to prison? Yeah, I'm afraid yeah. they will. You're saying that the people in Canada... you have Canada, child support to pay and you have to work? Um, well, if you have child support to pay, then, uh, then you can't th- pay they'll, they'll throw you in jail if you if you owe your child support, too. So so you're saying in no, Canada... Let's, let's, if let's you say owe... that I owe in- income tax, but I have child support to pay and I have to work. 
Yeah, sorry. they're going to put you in a prison cell. Look, it doesn't matter who They'll you throw you in prison anyway. Right? You, you could you could owe American Express. It, um, you can owe your ex-wife. It doesn't matter who you owe. They won't throw you in jail. Un- well, your ex-wife, if it's child support, they will. But um, if you owe the federal government, they're the most important entity on the planet, and you must pay them, or you will go to jail. That's the rule. So you're well, saying not here. Yep. The single mother is the most important entity in Canada. So, Mike, you're Whatever saying that takes, there are people you have that to pay in, the child support. you're saying that people in Canada that have not paid taxes are they, they just have their homes stolen from them and they're turned into homeless people. Is that what you were getting I'm at? I'm saying that uh, if there are other extenuating issues, that uh, the courts look the other way, especially if there's a single mom involved. Interesting. Very good. Thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate okay. that info. 800-259-9231. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Still to come, some emails plus $111 million for piracy. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your show. Bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. It is freetalklive.com. If you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop at the store. Get all kinds of great Free Talk Live branded merchandise, including hats, t-shirts, hoodies, and more. At store.freetalklive.com. That's store.freetalklive.com. Let's go into the email box. Mark, you had something about the green discussion that we had on the air the other day. Yeah, I, I uh, got this uh, this email from Steve, and I think that it's it's worth reading in its entirety. It is not short. Oh, should we hold that then? Or? Uh, well, I, I don't. I don't think so. I think okay, we, go ahead then. Um, I, I have another one that's shorter. If you'd prefer to read it, in just in case, let's just t- take one of them. Mark. All right, go ahead. I know this is a little long and you guys aren't big on uh, long emails, but let's um, at least start it. I'd really like to hear your reaction. You guys devoted a pretty big chunk of your show to the anti-green sentiments the other day. I, I don't know that I entirely... Um, that, that, that's not where I stand. I'm not anti-green. No, I'm in I'm favor of clean air. I'm not anti-sustainable. I'm not anti-renewable energy. I'm not anti-any of that. I'm anti-communism. I'm anti-coercion. I'm anti-socialism, and that's the stuff that goes with it. But anyway. Uh, Yeah, I want to make it clear, too. I'm in favor of clean air and clean water. Mm -hmm. I like having a nice, pretty environment to live in. Cheap, renewable energy. Yeah. Um, All in favor of that. Yep. I just don't think that the coercion should be used in order to get people to behave or run their businesses in the way that uh, you believe they should, unless they're polluting your property, in which case then you've got some actionable circumstances right. there. I'd like to make a few points that I think you guys, uh, that, think and, that you and far too many other free market types ignore. Okay. I'm pretty interested in renewable and sustainable energy resources because they just make sense to me, and I see the great injustice these technologies are given in the American market because of government interference in the energy market. I totally agree. Sustainable, inter- um, sustainable power is a very real opportunity to use the market to shrug off the yoke of government to a pretty great extent until they take the uh, sun and wind over, too. Mm. I think they'll try, but uh, it's going to be difficult. When I talk about these with the greenies, they shout about climate change and want the government to fine and regulate and ban and generally save us all from ourselves. When I talk about the free mar- talk about it to the free market types, they call climate change hogwash and say when alternative fuels are viable and necessary, the market will um, get them out. And I don't know about climate change. I guess well, I guess I believe that the climate's changing. I know it's changing. Um, to believe that the scientists know how the climate is going to change, I don't think they do. 
Yeah. Um, I, you know, no matter what, no matter what they predict, they're going to be wrong. They could be wrong a little bit. They could be wrong a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, because they're making a prediction. Predictions are always wrong. <clears throat> so. Usually, it's, it's it's damn difficult to be spot on, right? Yeah. If you sure. say that um, we're gonna that the average temperature is gonna increase forty degrees over the next forty years, and it only increases thirty nine degrees, you're wrong. That's true. Now, one can certainly come back and call you right. I would, but you know, it it just depends how much they're going to be wrong, and then to use coercion to get that. So climate change, I don't know if it's happening. The climate's going to change. It's always changed. Mm-hmm. It's different now than it was 150 years ago, and it's going to be different in 150 years from now. Climate and that's okay. Climates change. Yeah. Um, and to say that the man is uh, that man is affecting climate change, maybe a little little microscopic bit, but I think that there's a lot of other factors that are much bigger, and that all the coercion in the world, all the government rules, all the banning, all the regulating, isn't going to change any of that. Well, I can tell you, Mark, that the ants in my yard are affecting my yard right now. They're mm. moving little bits of dirt here and there and moving things around, but generally it doesn't have much of an effect on my life and i i kind of think that from a global perspective or certainly a solar system perspective uh we are the ants of the earth basically and to to suggest that we are so influential over mother nature the most powerful force uh that that we know of is i think kind of silly that's all i just think it's kind of silly and it does not justify using coercion on our neighbors who might not be doing things as conservatively as you like, who might not be being as green as you think they should be. The government interference in this market is perhaps one of the most vicious manipulations on the American people, um, so so much so that the uh, liberal greeny whining even has people like you ignoring the exploitation of what the free market, um, what, a, what free market we have. When it comes to climate change, I really don't care. I agree that pollution is bad and using more expendable resources than uh, sustainable ones is bad. Maybe you're affecting the climate change. Maybe not. I think that the earth is uh, resilient and will kill us before we kill it. I I agree. Mm -hmm. The podcaster uh, named Dan Carlin, whom we like on this show, pointed out on his show that it was uh, inevitable that advancements in science would lead humans to believe that we have an impact on things that we can probably can't actually impact. I pretty much agree with that. But my arguments to supply and demand um, people in respect to fuel is as follows. I understand where that argument comes from because despite America's severely flawed pseudo-free market, the laws of supply and demand generally hold true. But what most people fail to take into account when it comes to fuel is the almost innumerable artificial elements the government pumps into the gasoline market to keep the prices low at the pump. Haven't we talked about that? Haven't we talked about the hundreds of billions of dollars worth of subsidies in the form of the military the oil companies receive? Um, Maybe we didn't touch on it that night. That might be it. A 1998 study examined the cost of gasoline when accounting for subsidies by the government. It analyzed tax breaks for oil companies government programs that subsidize the companies, protection costs that, um, mm. to include the cost of stationary military personnel in areas of oil interest throughout the Middle East. This is huge. Oh, wow. Which was obviously increased since the start of the Iraq War. So that's gone up, obviously. Mm-hmm. And the environmental costs to include the tax money used by the EPA to clean up after the oil companies, in addition to greeny stuff about societal costs of killing baby squirrels and stuff. Hmm. Some things in the 1998, study... 1998. Yeah. Okay. Some things in the, stuff are splitting, uh, in the study are splitting hairs, like medical costs from exhaust fumes, but most of uh, our very real costs that taxpayers unwittingly contribute to the pot. From each section they examined, um, they examined, they assigned a high and low estimate. At the end, um, concluded that the actual cost of gasoline in 1998, 
1998 ago, yeah. was the lowest gasoline. Was that that, that 99 cent year? Where yeah, it, hit 99 it was cents? even lower. I think okay. it was 89 cents when I was in Union, South Carolina in September of 1998. Okay. I remember. Clearly. Um, let's see. It concluded the when premium gasoline never even hit a dollar fifty was actually between five dollars and sixty cents and fifteen dollars and fourteen cents. Oh wow, what a spread! Now remember when we have military over there, and that's a huge amount of this military personnel. You know, I mean, it costs a lot. But military equipment costs a lot of money mm. because they don't pay market price for it. Military personnel, payroll always costs oh, yeah. a lot of money. We are subsidizing the entire European Union, China, everybody in the world because we're protecting these oil sources, mm. quote unquote, protecting these oil sources. Yeah. With today's so if it was five times as much back then, at least five times as much back then, presuming that, I mean, that's just taking the $5 yeah. figure, presuming five call times it, as much call today. It 10 bucks, call it 10 bucks a gallon then, um, and now the, the price of gas has tripled yeah. to $30 a gallon. 15 to $30 a gallon, yeah. Yeah, somewhere in there. Wow. That's With stunning. today's weak dollar, increased oil demand from China and India and billions of dollars funding the war in Iraq that's in large part um, protect oil interests, I can't begin to imagine the real cost, but it's certainly more uh, than our seemingly expensive $3.70. Oh, yeah. Here's a link to the full study if you're interested. Personally, I see the future of transportation being in vastly lighter, stronger cars made with uh, composite materials run by electric engines. I think that that's probably a pretty good idea. Powered by wind, waves, solar, and geothermal, um, supplemented by hybrid combustion engines that use a uh, cellulose ethanol for longer trips. While uh, people who make the assertion that demand just isn't there are correct, a primary reason for that is the government's artificial forces interfering in what market we do have to make gasoline seem cheaper than it is. No doubt about it. 100% agreement. What he's saying is true, but it's so difficult to encapsulate in in a a debate with somebody inside of 30 seconds, like when we have callers call in and that kind of, we need the government to protect the oil, you know, or some nonsense like that. That's a very difficult thing to just lay out there really quick. Let's see. Um, I'm glad he's got all those numbers. That's great. If the government cut off the subsidies, the oil companies were forced to be accountable for themselves. Gas prices would have long ago skyrocketed at a cost that would have sharply driven up um, demand higher uh, for demand for higher mileage vehicles and eventually non gasoline vehicles. Mm-hmm. He's absolutely right. Yeah. Additionally, people um, that would be a free market. Additionally, people can cut a few ties from the government's rule by outfitting their houses with solar panels and wind turbines to get off the grid or if they generate enough power they can stay on the grid and actually make the government pay them i agree that this is so difficult this doesn't make financial sense today to do this um solar panels maybe in florida um mm. wind maybe some places but you start up putting up wind turbines and solar panels you're putting investments that, a lot of money. that you're not going to recoup for 30 or 40 years yeah I agree that subsidies uh, shouldn't be – I mean, maybe the, if if you can get the solar panels and the wind turbines cheap more cheaply, you could do it. But right. I haven't been able to figure that out yet. I agree that subsidies shouldn't be used to help the alternative fuel in- industry, but the seemingly high cost is a direct result of subsidies given to their competition that too far ma- far too many people simply ignore. 800-259-9231. Is there more, Mark? That's it. I'm done. Oh, that's it. All right. 800-259-9231. There's more free talk live on the way here, including piracy. We're coming back to that issue. It's been a while, but somebody's been fined $111 million for it. We'll explain what that's all about coming up in hour two. One of the bonuses you'll get as a free talk live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. 
Talk Live. We're launching into hour number two of the program. You can bring up anything via the toll-free number, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com as we continue the discussion. Actually, there is no discussion to continue. I suppose we finished that email. It was a lengthy one. Yeah. But the uh, the email is done. So we've got actually got another email here in moments. But let's talk first about the $111 million fine penalty that a website has been hit with by a federal judge, Torrent Spy, is who we're talking about. It's a It was a U.S.-based torrent tracking service. And for those that don't know... Torrents are what, Mark? Um, (laughs) Well, I think I understand. A torrent is a way to get uh, little bits of information, um, like to to share stuff, like movies and, uh, I guess, video games and songs and things like that. And everybody sort of keeps keeps the that that the sharing these things is sharing them on their computer and the torrent is a program that goes out and gets little bits of them from all the different computers that's a pretty good uh description i would say mark and uh the, you know, i asked you because i wanted to make sure it would have the average ex- person understands explainable to someone who didn't know what a torrent was we use torrents on our website at freetalklive.com we have torrents that are essentially you click one file and it will download an entire month's worth of archives for you. It's all kind of packed into this one little torrent. And, well, when I say little, it's it's not little. It's very large. But it makes it easy to download a bunch of files all at once. And it's it requires people, individuals with Internet connections, to have those same files on their computers and offer and make them available to you. If nobody is offering the files, then you can't download them. It's not like our website where you can click our archive and download that from our website. You're downloading it from 10 or 20 or 30 different people when you're downloading from a torrent. Right. It, it has to exist, and somebody has to be sharing it in order for you to get it. It could be that the torrent only goes to one place, though. Isn't that correct? If I have the only, you know, I'm offering the only version of me singing Chinese polka could be. out there, then and there's a torrent that you can request Mark Edge singing Chinese polka, mm-hmm. um, then if you're it the will only just seed, come and get yeah. the seed. You know, the, I'm the only seed, and it'll just come and get the little bits from me. Right, but as soon as this, as soon as somebody has a, even a portion of the file, they can begin sharing out. If they've only got five percent downloaded, I'm they can begin you, it sharing. It would sweep out. the nation. It's it's a wonderful technology, and it really makes file sharing. No, I'm talking about the Chinese polka. Oh, the Chinese polka. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, anyway, torrents uh, have swept the uh, the pirate community, the file sharing community. They've really kind of taken over, I think, and so as a result, they've they've been targeted by the Motion Picture Association of America, the rec, uh, the Recording Industry Association, the MPAA, the RIAA, these how industry much is groups. F- tor- how how much different is um tor- is our torrents from uh file sharing in general? I mean, there used to be things like Napster. Napster still wasn't, are those things. wasn't torrent. No. no Na- what was, was Napster? Napster was just uh, similar kind of concept. file sharing program. Yeah, all all file sharing concepts uh within the past several years, have involved downloading the file, usually from multiple individuals who are operating the same program. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just that torrents are a little bit more, I guess, I guess they're a little more decentralized. I guess the answer is you don't know. Yeah, it's going to be, now we're getting into the real technical okay. 
details here. Someone will email me the difference. But let's get into the issue, uh, and that's from Wired magazine, where a federal judge is hitting the shuttered torrent spy service with a $111 million penalty for facilitating the infringement of thousands of copyrighted works. U.S. District Judge Florence Marie Cooper in Los Angeles, ruling in a case brought by the Motion Picture Association of America, said site operator Justin Bonnell and Associates must pay the maximum $30,000 for each of the 3,699 infringements shown. The case, producing what's among the largest fines in copyright history, was bolstered after the MPAA allegedly paid a hacker $15,000 for internal torrents by emails in correspondence. According to the MPAA chairman, this substantial money judgment sends a strong message about the illegality of these sites. Torrent Spy shuttered in March after it lost its case against the MPAA. They didn't lose on the merits, but defaulted after it failed to produce internal records. Which, by the way, uh, apparently the Torrent Spy people have said, we're not going to pay your fine mm-hmm. at well, this point. I don't understand how they even would. I mean, these companies can't be very big. No. I, I mean, mean, this they, is a website. People people imagine this is off, you know that, that this is something in Silicon Valley with offices and people shuttling around and, and doing work and stuff like that. But I just don't think they are. No. I think that this is some guy. Some guy. A, a couple of guys with a, a server, you know, maybe yep. something like that. And, you know, they put the program on and then people use it to share. That there's no big company here with secretaries and coffee machines and uh, filing cabinets and parking spaces money, and, and uh, gleaming office buildings. Yeah, if they're making money off of their which website, which I can't imagine they are, it's from selling ads. That would be the only but way they could do it. Look, I, I don't think that the ads ad selling when it comes to uh, internet is terribly viable unless you have a huge staff. Look at Fark.com. We've had Drew on this show, right? Yeah, it's been too long. We should get him yeah, back. Yeah, we should get him back. But either way, we've had him on the show, and he says that he he doesn't make enough there from ad sales on FARC, and they get millions of visitors a day. Yeah. Um, I mean, you could look it up on Alexis and, and find out it's what... It's big. big yeah, it's huge. It's, he's in the top 50, top right. 100, somewhere in there. Internet sites, on, uh, websites on the internet. He doesn't make enough there selling ads. He's got some other company that sells the ads for him. They probably take 50% or something like that. But he's going out, he was going out and getting some other computer-type job to supplement his income. He says that he spent a lot, and I don't know how much that is. He spends a lot, and I don't know how much that is. But you would think that one of the top websites in the world Could make would, make, would make enough money selling ads. So there, ads, nothing, no. nothing. I know what we make um, selling ads on the side of our website, and it isn't... Not much. It, it's, yeah, I mean, we're paying power bills and stuff with it, but yeah. not paying mortgages. No, certainly not. So $111 million allows the MPAA to start touting this in press releases, saying, ha-ha, we've been vindicated by the courts. The government has slapped this website with an $111 million fine. See, pirates, you better look out. You pirates out there, look out, because we're coming to get you next. Oh, wait, there are millions of pirates out there. So It doesn't matter. You cannot stop them. Yeah, that's not going to work. And Torrent Spy probably made a mistake by being U.S.-based in the first place. That's probably the first uh, strike mark against them. They probably should have had their hosting done in some other country. That way, it would have been more difficult for them to be uh, to, to, for them to be brought down. I can't understand why somebody doesn't, uh, you know, set up business in in some tiny, tiny, tiny little foreign country someplace. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, just do all their stuff from there, and, and then they can't be touched. 
Well, uh, we know that the, the Pirate Bay, which is one of the more notorious uh, pirate torrent websites, the Pirate they Bay... They were thinking about buying that foreign country, which is an oil rig yeah. out in the, the North Sea of uh, near England. They're probably the most successful of all torrent websites, and they have been attacked by the MPAA, and they have had their servers shut down, and they came back online within three days... Um, even more untouchable, even more bulletproof than they ever were in the past. They've got multiple server they locations. They are some bad, bad, bad jammers over there at Pirate Bay. They have multiple server locations around the world. They have failover uh, to where if they take out one of their servers, the other one will kick in, basically. I mean, they're, they're almost completely bulletproof. The, the, way, the only way that Pirate Bay is going to go down is if they manage to, to find all of their servers, and they're cloaked, basically, as, w- as well as one can be cloaked on the Internet, to find the locations of their servers physically and go in with a coordinated strike team at every single one of the locations at the exact same time and take them out. But I don't think even that would keep them down for long because inevitably they're backing up their, their software somewhere, and all it would take would be to load up that backup onto another server elsewhere, and they're back up and running. BitTorrent uh, apparently accounts for uh, one-third of all the traffic on the on internet. On the internet. It, I mean, it's an incredible it's an incredible amount of uh, information, you know, data going. And by the way, the difference between uh, BitTorrent and, and the old uh, file sharing stuff is that uh, file sharing went through a central server and BitTorrent does not. So, yeah, thank you for that. That That is, I think I did touch on that, um, but... It, you know, it's not really worth explaining or, or going through. It, it's de- it's more decentralized, which is what I said. Yes. Uh, so here you go, $111 million, but you can't get $111 million out of a stone. You can't get blood out of a stone. That's what they're trying to do here. This website doesn't have any money. It probably was started as a hobby by right. people that were interested in torrents. It's you know, and it's it's probably I would hope um, it, it, it's quite possible that you're talking about uh, somebody. The website's owned by a, con- a corporation, in which case you really can't get anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's if the federal government puts a lead against me for a hundred million, they can go after me, but they can't go after our website. More coming up. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Free talk live. Free Talk Live, you can bring up anything toll-free. 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. They include the wiki, over 1,500 pages created by listeners like you. Go to wiki.freetalklive.com. And get interactive. It's free, of course. Wiki, W-I-K-I dot freetalklive.com. In Chapter 5 of Freedom Engineering, an online anarcho-capitalist adventure series, Tad Galahad catches something in his spam can. Go to freedom-engineering.com to find out what. That's freedom-engineering.com. 800-259-9231. By the way, just was informed, we mentioned the Free Talk Live store earlier, and some updates to the store tonight, including... Uh, the Barry Cooper DVD, his first DVD, Never Get Busted, is now available through the Free Talk Live store at half off. So you can actually get a better price through the Free Talk Live store than you can anywhere else on the Internet that That's we know cool. of. And it's thanks to Barry, because he contributed those. It's not like we went and you know, jacked a box of his DVDs off the back of a truck. He actually gave us a box full of DVDs, and he said, do with these as you wish. And so I figured we'd offer them up to you at a significant discount. So head over to store.freetalklive.com. Place your order for that. That's store.freetalklive.com. 
$111 million, uh, according to a federal court, is what Torrent Spy, a U.S.-based torrent tracking service, has been ordered to pay in $3,699-$30,000 violations of copyright. And, of course, Torrent Spy is just a website run by a couple dudes, so they're not going to get any money out of them. Torrent Spy's already come out and said, we're not paying your fines. And, uh, you know, the Pirate Bay, another torrent tracking website, has been quite defiant in the face of the RIAA and the MPAA. And, you know, how long is it going to be before these dinosaur organizations finally die off? Well, the the, the RIAA is, is kind of a, an example of fascism. It is a mix of corporation and government getting together. Um, when uh, the RIAA manages to use uh, the, the the stringent uh, what, what, uh, IP uh, IP what? No, P. What, what's the what, uh, IP intellectual property? Intellectual property laws in this country to uh, to, to to get its stuff done. Um, you know, it's it's out there uh, going after its own customers. It's just crazy. Them, it is. It's nuts. It doesn't make any sense in the um, it at would all. Be the, it, would, right, it would be the equivalent of if you downloaded Free Talk Live's logo from our website, and I don't know if we have a high, resi- high resolution enough one. Or maybe, let's just say you made your own version. It, I wouldn't care if you did download our logo and do this, but let's say you took your own, uh, you made your own Free Talk Live logo. It looks darn close to ours, and you put it on your own T-shirt. Well, Free Talk Live has T-shirts in its store that we sell at store.freetalklive.com, and I suppose I could get all upset. Oh, oh you didn't buy your $20 T-shirt. Actually, they're only $17.76. You didn't buy your $17.76 T-shirt from us. You went out and you went behind our back and you tried to make your own T-shirt, and worse yet, you've sold some of them. How dare you? You're undercutting our potential. We could have made money off of that. I mean, that's the that's essentially what they're doing. They're attacking their own fans they're going after their own clients their own customer base and you you want to talk people about who alienating out, who people who are out there propagating um sort of their you know in furthering their brand yes if if i take a britney spears if i download a britney spears song off the internet i, I i'm i'm you know furthering her brand you're becoming more familiar with britney spears i am and more interested someone in... else may my, my wife may i have to listen to you know <laughs> hit me baby one more time one more time and you know, it's, so I, you know, not only am I filling my head with Britney Spears, I'm filling my wife's head, my yeah. little baby's head. He's he's getting inundated with that musical genius that is Britney Spears <laughs> over and over again. I don't know. Does she even make music anymore? Or she just have babies. Now? I think she's just a TV freak that people watch. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what she's doing. But it's, it's just poor, madness. Poor girl has a lot of problems. What these uh, these gangsters are doing is just crazy. But that's how geniuses are. Geniuses do have problems. It's it's from Van Gogh on. Oh, you're still talking about Britney Spears. Yeah, Britney Spears, musical genius. Uh, so watching this happen, it's just so. First of all, it's sad to see people who've never harmed another person getting in trouble and possibly facing, in this case, 111 million dollars in penalties uh, for for torrents by which they're not going to pay. So it's frustrating to see that. It's also more frustrating when you see the stories of the grandma who get slapped with a $25,000 fine because her granddaughter was at her house and she downloaded something off of a file sharing service onto her computer. But because grandma's name is on the internet account, grandma is responsible for it, just as the same way grandma would be responsible if her 15-year-old grandson was di- you know, downloading porn of his 15-year-old 
girlfriend on the uh, the computer, she'd be charged with trafficking child pornography or something like that. I mean, the idea that uh, these poor people are getting caught up in this petty, this is so petty what these companies are doing in this petty little battle of theirs to try to hold on, so desperately hold on to their old business model, this ancient, decrepit, old business model of theirs. It's just so sad to watch it happen. When will it be over, Mark? When will this torture stop? I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> because these people are they're done for the RIAA the MPAA they only have so much time left and it's it's high time I, it, they it, get the hell a few out years? of here I mean it's so crazy there's uh you know they're they're making rulings against adults usually the the parents and um like you said grandparents of people that do this because going after college students is you know it's worthless getting a $3000 per song ruling against college students was outrageous amount of money I don't know mm-hmm. where they come up with this $3000 per download um, number, and it's it's so difficult. There's so many free Wi-Fi outlets out there. Oh yeah, you know there's there's one next to my house. There's a business that has free internet connectivity next to my house. They don't know who's connecting to their. Wi-Fi. I am. I could download songs um, right there, you know, mm-hmm. and they'd never have any proof. It's all over America. What are they going to do? They can't do anything. And they must realize it, right? I mean, can can Dan Glickman, the president of the NPAA, the chairman, who's always, he's, you know, Mr. Go-To guy for a comment on one of these stories. Anytime you see a piracy story, they'll interview Dan Glickman. He actually spoke at one of the talkers seminars we were at. We I think we walked out of that particular speech because mm-hmm. we had something to do. But... Anything better than listening to Dan Glickman? Can this jackball actually believe that his organization has a future in the current business model they're attempting to propagate? Can he really believe that by touting these big headlines, whoa, whoa, we got a $111 million penalty, look at us over here, you pirates better look out. Does he really think that's going to scare off these people? Does he think, I mean, can't he connect to Kazaa like anyone else can, or Emule, or the BitTorrent services, and go and look at the numbers of people that are using these clients? We're talking about millions upon millions of people. Have they dropped off, or have they increased over the years. They certainly, I doubt they've dropped off, and they've probably increased. It seems like it to me. I don't have any official numbers in front of me, but every time I look, I see millions of people on there. That's all I need to know, is that there are millions of people at any given moment. As you said, a third of internet traffic is BitTorrent. That doesn't include the other file sharing services that are not BitTorrent based. What's the total file sharing internet traffic percentage? It's tremendous. You can't stop this, you fools. If you want to do something about it, you better figure out a way to monetize this. You better figure out a way to turn this into profit. Yeah, It, it seems easy, um, really. I Build mean, the brand and promote the, the products. Do concerts. More coming up. You take control. Bring up anything. Book signings for the authors. Whatever. More on the way. This is Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. The SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 
800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us, including the updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something fresh to announce about the show. Just go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Is another fad diet really the answer to losing your extra pounds? Are working out and eating right no longer working to help you lose weight? If you can relate to that, then go read the story of a doctor who lost 37 pounds in one month and has kept it off. You can see the actual before and after pictures and read his story at notfatanymore.com. You can get off that fad diet, fad diet roller coaster forever. Check out notfatanymore.com. 800-259-9231. We go to your phone calls. It's Bill in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Bill. Good afternoon, gentlemen. How are you? Hey, Bill. What's on your mind? Well, first, I, I would want to make sure I understood correctly. Did Mark actually use the words musical genius and Britney Spears in the same sentence? You can't deny that, can you? Yeah, I can. <laughs> what, what are you talking about? Well, well that's, musical genius would imply that she writes her own material, she sings her own material, therefore... That terminology could be used. You don't think she sings her own material? She doesn't write her own material. She has. Well, I, I think that there's a genius in being able to discern the uh, the, the hits that really that, that really strike to the heart of the American public. Just to be able to to pick those out and discern which ones they are that that she's going to use her uh, you know her her, her muse like voice to, uh, to to promote. It just disturbs me that she would actually go on national radio and actually do you remember, put genius and, do you and remember, Britney Spears. And you seem a little young for this, but uh, one of the first things people will say about <laughs> Prince is, well, he's a musical genius. Because I believe that a really great PR guy back in the 80s sometime managed to get it sort of promoted that Prince is, in fact, a musical genius. Have you heard this? I, You know... I actually would agree that he's a musical genius only because you can use a certain uh, vulgar analogy to describe a woman's anatomy and control in the same sentence and make a number one hit out of it. Uh, that takes genius. One, so one, I, one can make the same argument for any Britney Spears song. Prince is just another pop guy, and his music isn't even that good. Listen to like the Batman album that he, uh, he did in uh, uh, 1989 or 88. It is garbage. Prince, <laughs> Prince is by no means a musical genius. And, uh, you know, something about uh, Nikki sitting in a hotel lobby masturbating with a magazine, not genius. Uh, you know, <laughs> like little song. Red Corvette. I, I like the song, too. Not genius. There's a lot of hits out there, and they're not genious. Uh, uh, Britney Spears is facetious, though, about Britney Spears. No, Mark. Britney Spears is a musical genius. Come on. You, you, you put up this facade, this front... Everybody knows you're joking about it. Britney Spears is a musical genius. How many concerts have you been to? Britney Spears Britney concerts? Spears concerts. I, I wouldn't want to sully my image of Britney Spears by going and seeing all those cavorting, uh, you know, Gentiles, uh, you know, whatever. The, the people that would go <laughs> to a Britney Spears concert, I wouldn't want to sully my image of her by seeing those people. I see. Okay, the, the little girls. Whatever. The little 11, 12, 13-year-old girls. I don't know what girls. goes on at those concerts, but I'm sure it's not good, and I, I, I don't want it uh, you know, to stain my image that I have of Britney Spears. Now that I've had my fun with Mark, let me go on to why I actually called. Um, you were talking about what these people can do to better uh, position themselves in the new economy as far as the music and um, uh, 
uh, as yeah. the movie industry is concerned. Right. And I and I do think I have a, a, a plausible idea of how they can actually make it work. Okay. Any of these major artists, we'll, we'll even use Mark's favorite girlfriend, Bernie Spears, in this in, uh, in, in, in this example. She can go right now to any major uh, company, Fortune 500 company, any product or service, you name it. She can go to them right now and say, okay, here's what I want to do. I want to go ahead and make my music available to the general public via the, the, the file sharing services. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I want to do is I want to go ahead and endorse your product. You pay me this humongous amount, this, you know, $100 million or whatever, you know, pick an arbitrary number. Yeah. Pay me that amount of money. I will stick a 30-second spot before the song on uh, on each and every song that I, I produce from now on. Yeah, but the crack oh. the crackers will just rip that out. I mean, the, the and, people that rip the but CD. what you can do, what you can right, do is product inclusion. Point, who cares? Because she's already gotten paid. That, who cares? That, if they you're, rip- you're right, but something that's even more powerful is product inclusion. Right, like inside the song, placement. you say, "I'm rolling in my Mercedes Benz." Right, right. And drinking sure my Pepsi. Th- right, and and you know, and 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 uh, drinking uh, my Starbucks Oops, coffee. I opened another Coke again. Right, or something that like kind that. of nonsense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you're right, and, and I like it, but I do like Bill's idea of the endorsements. I mean, the, certainly celebrities make plenty of money off of endorsements, and if people are, uh, if if a new band has hit it big via internet distribution, if they're getting popular enough, inevitably Nike and those other companies are going to want to bring them on board and shoot commercials with them in it. That makes total sense, Bill. I'm glad you brought that up. Any other thoughts? Well, actually, I wanted to talk to you a little bit, and we didn't have enough time to to dive into it because of time constraints today. But you were going to tell me why uh, going in to business for myself, as far as uh, going up against Jack uh, Thompson, was a bad oh, yeah. idea. Yeah, you're right. You were talking about bl- being like a black market video game dealer. Well, actually, what I was thinking more along the lines was of starting my own website. Not so much, you know, selling them out of the back of a car, but, you know, just, you know, I can get a distributor from another country who has access to these games, strike a deal with them, have them give me the games at, you know, wholesale cost, then I turn around and just sell it to the general public for a substantial profit and bypass the uh, the license, or the ID Act. So you were ta- you're talking about in uh, you're talking about selling mature games to anybody so they can avoid having to show ID at the stores because there's a new federal law that's being proposed that will mandate that all video game stores sh- um, have uh, everybody show ID before they can buy a mature rated game. Correct. Is, is that correct? correct? That's correct. Yeah, you know I I had said I was going to address that last night. I'm glad you brought it back up because it slipped my mind even though I made a note. I actually still have the note here. And the, the, you know, the issue is, can you actually make money off of that? And I would say, no, you can't, because the, uh, the Internet vendors are already going to not be able... If you buy something from Amazon.freetalklive.com... Click here to verify that you're over 18. If you have a credit card, you're over 18, the way most websites... Not necessarily. Not necessarily, because now these uh, credit card companies are giving out debit cards to 16-year-olds. Oh, sure. But as far as they're concerned, if you have a credit card, then you're over 16. Right. Yeah. Right. So it's just not going to stop it. The websites are going to sell the stuff to you if you have a credit card, and so therefore you'd you'd be having to compete with that. Also, you'd also have to compete because as they increase the uh, the level of requirements on what it takes to buy a game in a store, people are going to be interested in going to the internet, which also means that more people will go to file sharing, and so that's just going to drive more business to uh, the file sharing world, and so you're gonna it's going to be so difficult for you to actually profit from. Uh, from doing that, I mean, even if you had a total black market in video games, 
I think most of the distribution will be done through online channels that don't necessarily involve a retailer. They would be done through the torrent services, through the file sharing services at that point. If if games were totally black market and outlawed, then it won't be long before um you know people are you know sharing video games for real. Like a lot of people are doing it. I know a few people are, but before a lot of people are doing it. So I, I'm skeptical, but nonetheless, always good to think up new ways to make money in the event of a government regulation, because the more controls government puts on a product, uh, the more black market it becomes, the more profitable. Thank you for the call tonight, Bill. Appreciate it. Sure. 800-259-9231. It's just that when you're dealing with software, it's different from, like, drugs or prostitution. You know, with software, you can copy the program a million times, and no one loses their original program. With a eight ball of cocaine, you got to have a kilo to take the eight ball out of in order to sell the eight ball to somebody. With a prostitute, well, she can only service so many people per night. So the typical black market products that we're used to seeing are, uh, they're scarce, and software isn't. So even if you had a total black market in software, it would probably just be games uh, distributed online via digital channels and you wouldn't be able to make money in the black market on that. I don't think. Maybe I'm just not being creative enough. 800-259-9231. And if you can think of a plan, you can share it or keep it to yourself and cash in when the time's right. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. Sakel CAI toll-free line. Ian here with you. And Mark. 800-259-9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the live streams, broadband version of the show, and the dial-up version, both free for you. Enjoy them on us at freetalklive.com. All right, so we continue with your phone calls. We go to Jason in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Hello, Jason. Jason in Pennsylvania going once. Jason in Pennsylvania going twice. We go instead to John in New Hampshire. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John. You're right. Basically, oh, pardon me. This is not Ziggy. It's John. Oh, <laughs> hey, Zig. Or John. Or right. <laughs> hey, hey now. the uh, Department of Agriculture was in the news today, but and I only got a little blurb. But more important than that, uh, it, we can get back to that if, you, if we have time. I think that the government killed the D.C. madam, and mm. I think that... If anybody with the uh, 30-year escapee out in California, beautiful woman who's raised a family, turned her life around. She was a 19-year-old, whatever, played around with some drugs. Yeah. And the, those proud U.S. Marshals just followed the law and brought her in. So if any suicides happen in that family, I think they kill them, too. Mm. These people are outrageous. They're, they're, they're criminals. They ought to knock this off. I can only think of Tom from New Hampshire with how mad I am about the well, suicide of this madam and, and, and what they've done to this woman just by bringing her in. Well, we know, John, that uh, being violent like Tom in New Hampshire suggests is not oh, going no, to no, get Oh, no, 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 I don't mean that. I, I, just mean, I just mean the feeling of the outrage okay. that these people are, in fact, criminals that know what they're doing. I'm not advocating anybody do anything violent. That's I'm good. Only, I, I, I'm only saying that I agree with his sentiment that they know each step of the way what they're doing. Yeah, and, and criminals you know, should be resisted. I'd be more resisted. likely to pray for them than I would be to shoot them, and I'm not even a religious guy, so right. you know, I'm not going down that road. Okay, good to know, because criminals, I agree with you, criminals, I'm outraged as well, criminals should be resisted, uh, they, they should be refused, I mean, if they're demanding money from you, if you can at all avoid giving it to them, you should, and more people need to, do, to engage in non-violent, non-compliance with these government people. It is just 
just absolutely out of control. And it's time people started taking their lives into their own hands and stop obeying these people. Who and we're doing anyway? that here in New Hampshire, as you guys know, and your audience is learning. Hey, folks, come on home. Let's get together. Now, if we have time for the, uh, the agriculture boys and girls, apparently they have a problem with the meat industry doing extra testing. Yeah, we've heard about that. Oh, some, you did? Okay. Yeah, some businesses, this is kind of, I guess, kind we of... We want anybody to have a, a false sense of security, is what I heard. Like, you could depend on them bureaucrats to do something better than the free market could do. Well, from what I understand is the the companies that wanted to do the extra testing were kind of the smaller, more mom-and-pop style meat producers. They wanted to differentiate their product from the big, more corporate meat producers. And the big corporate meat producers, which are the ones with the lobbyists and the ones with the influence in Washington, D.C., said, whoa, we can't have this. They All meat needs to look the same. We can't let these companies uh, go above and beyond the call of duty. To- can't create a brand. Yeah, they so, don't, well, of course they wouldn't want um, a, you know a, a, somebody creating a brand because that would then affect their brand. Exactly. Well, this this reminds me, guys, of and I know the, the the word libertarian might be falling out of fashion, unfortunately, but it reminds me of one of the first things I learned as a libertarian that these big, huge multinational corporations that always cry about oh we're regulated too much, they actually lobby for re- they regulation. They sure do. To crush the little guys. Yep. And they hide behind that that ominous smoke and mirrors because they're all on the same team they actually are it's hand it, it's like if you put your fingers together and you put your two hands together that's where the government and the industry is and i think that's called fascism that's they're fascism. hand in hand you got it john thanks for the call tonight dude appreciate it 800-259-9231 pretty much right on that's what happened. Those poor mom and pops, they wanted to to uh, to sell their product as safer than the minimum standard. They yeah. wanted to be the safest meat on the marketplace. Well, for instance, there's uh, I know locally there's a milk that uh, pur- uh, purports to be hormone-free. Okay. And I know that sometimes I- I've seen it in our refrigerator. I don't pay a lot of attention to these things. I pay attention to the advertising. I don't pay attention to the products in my house. Okay. Uh, my wife takes care of that, and I'm happy to drink whatever milk we get. Yeah, but um, I know she buys this hormone-free milk, and is all they're doing is distinguishing themselves. Right. I, I, for me, for me, that's fine. I'm sure that some people don't want hormones in their milk. I don't think I particularly. But want that's them competitive, in their- Mark. That's competitive, and these big corporations—they don't want the little guys competing with them. Because that's not fair. It would cost us a bunch of money if we were to do the same testing. Those uh, it's not about guys. the money. It's about the market share. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's just about. Um, well, wouldn't it be great? But if it would we cost them more the money. To- if we didn't have the principles that we we did currently, wouldn't it be great if we could make it so the other radio shows out there couldn't compete against us? Yeah. It'd be nice. It'd be nice nice to be control. It'd be nice to make it so that other people had, all businesses had to buy radio ads. They wouldn't necessarily have to buy free talk live radio ads, but they have to buy radio (laughs) ads. And therefore, we're going to get some of that anyway. You've created this big old pie. We're going to get a piece of it. Just put some regulations on people. Now, these are are obscure, crazy regulations, but that's really what it's like for for every industry. Yes, some industries are about life and death. Sure, they are. 
But then we don't need regulations for yeah. them. We have all kinds of industries that are about life and death that aren't regulated. In more and more industries, over time, the government continues to come in with more and more rules and regulations. And as John said, when you actually do your homework and, and poke around a little bit, you end up finding out that the representatives that introduce the legislation are usually connected to people that are in that particular industry that claimed they didn't want to be regulated, but they actually secretly did want to be regulated because the more regulations the there lobbyists. are, the more regulations there are in any, any industry, the higher and the higher the bar gets set, the bar that is uh, that prevents people from entering the business, in that if you have to jump through a bunch of hoops in order to get into the business, those hoops, each one of those hoops costs a certain amount of money and time. It makes it more and more difficult to actually get a, a start, a foothold in that business. And so that's why these people love regulations. That's why all the greenies, to go back to what we talked about earlier in the show... They're that, helping the big corporations. Yep, and they don't even even realize it. Well, that's because they don't pay any attention. All they think is reactionary. Yeah, you're right. This is what we need to do. And they're they're just they're fools. They call for fools. regulations because they believe it'll save the planet, but all it really does is keep new, innovative people out of the businesses they so drastically want to change. They want to see these industries change their business and model. And those new people would change the industries in right. the manner that, pe- that the public is demanding. The old companies, the big companies that are set in their ways aren't going to do the changing, but the regulations keep it, make it so that only the old companies remain. These socialist pinko greenies out there, and, um, and anybody really who's calling for regulation, they're getting, they're getting the absolute opposite of what they want. That's what happens when you use government. And it's one of the things that uh, you read Harry Brown's Why Government Doesn't Work. He'll, he'll lay it out real clear for you. Uh, and, and that is that when you want government to do something for you, whether it is to force people to do something that you want them to do but they don't want to do or to uh, to threaten people and make it so that they don't do things that they want to do, uh, whatever it is, however it is you want to control people's behavior, whenever you use force on somebody else, you get the opposite usually of your intentions, of your original intentions. You want to stop drug use? You have a war on drugs? Use force against drug users in the drug business? You get more drug use. You get harder drugs. You get more drug deaths. You want to end poverty, have yourself a war on poverty, you get more poverty. You want to end terrorism, have a war on terrorism, you get, you get more terrorism. I mean, it, it happens every single time. You've got a war on child porn and a war on immigrants. What do you think you're going to get? I mean, really, it's simple. It's always the same every single time. You either get the opposite of your intentions when you apply force or it just fizzles out and you've just spent a bunch of money and effort. Okay, yeah, you might see on the surface some people complying, but that's only because they want you to think they're complying while they are busily figuring out ways to work loopholes and work around things and and uh, go under the under the radar as and much as possible. And that's just the mask they use to get around anyway. Yeah. You know, they're they're just they're they're fooling you. So you can't use force on people and get your way. It just doesn't work. Historically, it doesn't work, which is why government solutions to perceived problems never work out the way they were intended, because force always has unintended consequences. It always does. No time does it not, because it's, it's, it's anti-human nature. If you want people to behave in a different way, then you should try to persuade them to. You should try to rationalize with them, explain to them why they should behave in a different way. And if they don't choose to change their behavior, get over it and move on with your life. The only time you should use force on someone is if they use force on you. That's correct, in a defensive manner. Yep. So, 
You can keep trying. Really, you can keep and, trying, and people will. An appropriate will. amount of force. I, I don't mean if somebody shoves you in a parking lot. You can shoot them. That yeah. you shoot them, and then their mom and their kids, and you know, like, like bring force down on them for five generations. No, it has to be an appropriate amount of force. If you don't believe, if you don't believe me, then just go ahead and keep trying. Because we know people are going to keep trying it anyway. They've been trying it for... All of mankind. Humans like to force yeah. humans what to do, um, to do what they want them to do. Uh, and it hasn't worked. It never will. And it's time we moved on. It's time we all grew up and started uh, allowing our neighbors to live their lives in the ways that they want to do it. More coming up. Hour 3 is on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, one 800 259-9231. Coming up, the Pledge Rebellion. We will tell you about that, but first we go to your phone calls. Jason is on the line in Pennsylvania on the amp line. Hello, Jason. Hey, guys. Well, I'm I'm uh, in West Virginia right now, driving from Pennsylvania. Ah, but, excellent. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, a while ago, I think I heard you guys say that uh, your policy was, you know, basically no uh, no drugs or alcohol before you guys go in the air, right? Uh, yeah, that's, yes, yes, that's, that's policy. Ian, maybe maybe you should talk up a little bit sometimes. <laughs> Why? <laughs> you, th- you think he's too tense? I'm with Mark. Oh, sometimes, man, the, the lack of sense of humor is uh, like, oh my god. Oh, was Ian, it because of Mark's joke the other night? Because of uh, <laughs> because of the joke about suing somebody, I just don't find that funny. That's Ian's, just not funny Ian's, to me. Ian's not that funny. Yeah, he, he doesn't have a very good <laughs> sense of humor, and smoking pot isn't going to help that much. Well, I laugh at a oh, lot yeah. of things you say, Mark. <laughs> on the air. I laugh at a lot of the you know the, the funny things, but I don't. I just don't find it funny talking about going and suing somebody over something. It's I don't know. Not See, there you go. We're I can't even about. take the joke day afterwards. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. That's what he's referencing. There was a caller that called in, made a reference about suing somebody. You thought it was a, you know funny, and I didn't think it was funny, and you made a comment about that. Okay. Yeah. You, yeah. Your word you raked me over the coals because I didn't uh, laugh at the joke. I know. We, we, we love you, Ian, and we just have to give you a little, uh, little crap sometimes. So what hey, else you, you got, Jason? Also talking, oh, you guys were talking about uh, file sharing. I just wanted to uh, give maybe take people through the uh, Wayback Machine a little bit. Uh, I'm a geek from way back, and... You know, they were uh, we were sharing uh, uh, illegal copies of games way before the internet even. Uh, well, it was, I think it was early early nineties, like ninety one, ninety two, around in there. We had uh, bulletin board systems, and we were dialing up on our twenty four hundred baud modems. Oh yeah, I remember those days. Games, you know, cracked by the cracker and all that kind of stuff. And yeah. <laughs> The yeah, they weren't uh, they weren't stopping it then and they aren't stopping it now. You're right. Piracy's been yeah. going on even before the internet. And yeah, it's a good point. Yeah. Any other thoughts, Jason? No. Uh, I guess that's all I got tonight. You guys have a good one. Thanks for the call, dude. Certainly appreciate it. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. And let's also let's go back even further than bulletin board systems. Which is by the way where the Free Talk Live BBS got its moniker from. It's kind of a throwback to the old days of computing technology. But let's go back even further, since we were talking about the NPAA and the RIAA, these old dinosaurs. 
Remember when the audio cassette tape hit it, hit the scene, Mark? Yeah, sure. Well, do I remember thought, when it hit? No. Well, audio cassettes, video cassettes, they thought that that was going to be the end of the audio and video business. Oh, gosh, people can record. The, they can copy movies now, and they can copy their, their records to tape, and we're never going to sell another LP ever again. Well, but I don't. They did. I don't know that they they thought that, and and it certainly wasn't oh, there was, true. From what I understand, there was a big hubbub about that. Yeah, I wasn't around for it, but it certainly wasn't true. Um, I don't know that. I think that things really are going to change for the recording industry. I don't think you're going to see stores like uh, Camelot Music, and I, yeah. I don't even know the names of these places, uh, but stores that sell and specialize in new music. CDs. I don't. They're think on the that, way out. Sure. Yeah, I don't like think you're going to see bricks and mortar of those. Um, right. I, I think that certainly online stores will be able to sell specialized CDs that give you pictures and lyrics and, and burn all your the, own CD too. You can all, like customize the songs and put it on a disc and that sort of thing. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. But you know, things that things that you can't get by going online, that these would be sort of originals. These would be the original Gucci bags. Everything else would be the knockoff Gucci bags. People know the difference. People want different stuff. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it, I think that it, the industry is going to change, but it needs to change. Uh, it needs to roll with the punches and not go after its customers because yeah. all they're doing is turning people away from the music that they love. Um, because, look, I, I don't know what bands you like. Uh, you probably like listen to much Metallica, music. right? That's some when of our I was intro a kid, music. When I was a if teenager. Dave Mustaine is that. That's Megadeth. But he was in Metallica was, one if time. If Dave Mustaine came along and kicked you right in your nuts, do you think that you would change? I buy his next CD? Yeah. Would you would would you change who you liked? No. Right. So like this is how it is. This is what the RIAA is doing to people and their music. They're they're. Oh no! I, I answered your question wrong. Would I change who I liked? Yes. I would. Uh, then all of a sudden, go out and find other artists right. to interest me. Suddenly, suddenly, he wouldn't be nearly as interesting. Yeah. The last thing I would want to do is somehow help that guy. Whether and the, it's by listening, listening to his music is helping him. It's funny that you bring up Metallica because it was in the, back in the Napster days. Metallica was uh, was vilified, and I think rightly so, for being one of the bands that was on the side of the RIAA going after their fans. They were the bad guys, mm-hmm. and I I did not read the story, but I saw a headline recently. So I don't know what the truth level of this story is, but I saw a headline that said Metallica was going to be going the route of uh, Everclear. Was it Everclear that did the, uh, what was the band? It was a band that did the online release. I feel like it started with an E. Maybe it wasn't Everclear. But remember that there was a band that came out. Yes, and they I do. Came, and they uh, released. I don't know anything else. <laughs> they released their entire album I so, on their website. I care website. so little about music. I'm sorry. It just, I, you know, I, I haven't found songs that I liked in It was so Everclear. Long. I'm being told it was Everclear. Uh, th- they released the entire album on their website. And from what I understand, Metallica is actually looking at doing a similar thing. So funny how things change over time, huh? Yeah. At one point, at one point they were all anti-piracy. Now they're going to release an album for free. Hmm. Well, at least they're changing now. Yeah, you, you could be bitter them. towards them uh, if if, if one bitter. chooses. But you know, people's opinions change. They I don't realize, know if they're any good anymore, but I don't know either. Kind of fell off the uh, the metal wagon back in the early '90s with the one of their albums that what was it, the bloody one, the album with the blood on are the you front talking, cover? Are you asking me about the oh, Megadeth you album? Know, would you? No, it's Metallica. Uh, I Metallica. don't care about any of them. Yeah. No, no. I, I, I don't care I, I, I Enter Sandman? I'm over it. That, oh. was, that was their last good album. It was the one after that that they just 
fell off the map. Anyway, 800-259. It happens to all of them. 9231. You know what, Mark? When uh, when that whole controversy happened with the Napster thing, the Metallica controversy, in the very beginning days of Free Talk Live, we did have them in our music bed rotation. We do not have Metallica in our music bed rotation anymore. Because of... And it's because they were being such bastards about the Napster thing. Right. So... They could have had, you know, their music being featured on Free Talk Live, which was a local show back then. But still, I mean, it could have, they, their music could have been featured on Free Talk well, Live you, today. But you, see, but you see the implications, right? The implications are now we're a nationally syndicated show on 30-plus stations, uh, probably by the end of the year, 50-plus stations. And people ask us the question, what music do you use for your music beds? Frequently, we get that question. It's a popular thread on our bulletin board system. People want to know these things. And we could have said, well, Metallica's in there, but they're not now because they wanted to go after their fans. So we did our little boycott and yanked them from our music bed rotation. Let's go uh, to your phone calls and talk to Vince in Indianapolis. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Vince. Vince. Going once. Vince, pick up your phone. There's someone there. Vince? Paula? Put him on hold. Wait till later. Put him on hold. Let's try Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hi, hon. We found some pretty bad things happened today that we we just found out about. And I mean, everybody's furious. Her and the Paula research team. Uh, The PR team. They said that they're taking our soldiers' bodies to a horrible pet crematorium in Iraq. (sighs) Pet crematorium. And I mean, everybody's upset. I mean, the but, reporters are even upset. Now, a, pet crem- so bad. a pet crematorium is exactly and then, a pet crematorium is exactly the same as a, um, a as a, a human crematorium. Yeah. It's just that there's a law here in the United States that says that you can't put animals and um, uh, humans into the same. You can't use Why the same not? retort, is what they call it. Who cares? Why, okay, uh, I don't know. Then we, then we found out some more. The president has been using the money that we've been sent over there to Iraq. He's built three embassies, and now he wants to build 21 buildings for the Antichrist. For the Antichrist? Who's the Antichrist? Yep. Do you know who the and Antichrist is? And they said is? they're going to take over the whole Middle East. <laughs> they're going after Saudi Arabia, everybody. Okay, rewind, Paula. Who is the Antichrist? Well, we don't know yet. Well, I've been told it's then him, but I don't know. Then how build a building for him? But, uh, I mean, people are really so upset. So wait, 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 wait. Does George Bush really know? Upset. Wait, hold on. Does George Bush know who the Antichrist is, and you don't? I was told by a church... It was him. But, wait, wait, wait. George Bush George is Bush the Antichrist? He's a Satanist. He's a Satanist? Yeah. I thought he was from the House of David. No, you know he's a, he has been Illuminati. I bet Hi, if you set up a phone call. Ill. You need to set up a conference call with the President, Paula, and get this all ironed out. Call us when you find out. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. You know she can pull some strings and get the President on the phone within minutes. Wondering who this Antichrist is. More on the way. She said it was George Bush. More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. It's your show. You take control of the airwaves toll-free at 800-259-9231. Sickle CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those, including the bulletin board system. We've got over 340,000 posts, lots to talk about. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs. .freetalklive.com. SACL CAI is a uh, collections company, and uh, they w- one of the owners is uh, Jason Osborne. He's a fan of the show, believes that Free Talk Live is doing great work, and they are our single largest sponsor. And, you know, Free Talk Live probably wouldn't be the show it is today without SACL CAI. We owe a lot to them. 
if you know anyone who has their own business, if you have your own business, if you have uh, any kind of needs in the uh, accounts receivable department, whether that's collections, early out billing, or uh, they can even buy charged off receivables, you can get to SACL CAI through their banner at freetalklive.com, and I would appreciate you using them. 800-259-9231. Just as a quick pointer here, we had Paula call in a moment ago, and as we've said, whenever Paula calls in, and whenever anyone calls in and makes a claim, but especially Paula, you definitely want to take every one of her claims with several grains of salt. She made the claim, as I recall, that there were troops in Iraq that were being cremated in animal crematoriums. And she got her facts wrong, as usual. According to the Associated Press, the story is that there's a crematorium contracted by the military uh, that is apparently over in the United States, at least from what I can tell. So she got that wrong, though there is some allegations that they may have mixed human with pet remains. Uh, They say that a a crematorium, it handles both human and animal cremations, and some people are very upset about that. There have been no instances or charges yet that human and pet remains were mixed. It's my understanding that you cannot, in the United States, cannot use the same retort to uh, do humans, both humans and animals, at at the same time, different times, or anything like that. It has to be a completely different retort. Well, the Dover Air Force Base Port Mortuary, where all troops' remains arrive from the battlefield, does not have its own crematorium, so it contracts with two funeral homes for the cremations, Torbert Funeral Chapel and Pippin's Funeral Home. Pippin's crematorium is located at the funeral home and used for only human remains, while Torbert's has incinerators for both human and animal remains. So they could have two retorts. That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah, oh, I see what you mean. Right, right, yes, that is correct. And so they're saying that even though there's no evidence that any human remains were ever mistreated, they're going to go ahead and change their contract. That's just so crazy. Suit. It really is. I mean, who cares where they burn your relative? I mean, you're they're dead. It's ash. What do you care it's, if the it's ash the most is... most sanitary thing you can imagine. Believe me, every right. bit of bacteria is dead. Who cares if a couple, you know, a couple flakes of Fluffy the Cat gets mixed in there? Are you kidding me? Are people that obsessed over death, so concerned with the the parameters of how they dispose of a body? Seems like really petty crap to me. Anyway, just figured I'd correct Paula on that particular case. 800-259-9231. We continue here with your phone calls. And we go to Kathy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Kathy. Hello. Hey, Kathy, what's on your mind? Well, I'd like to... uh complain about the wolves over here. Uh, The government won't let us hunt the wolves, and they introduced so many wolves here from Canada over Mm. the years. They're killing everything, not only deers, uh, which, you know, it's all right from the kill, you know, the wildlife, but but now they're they're coming and they're killing the domestic domestic animals, and they're they're carrying the udders off of cows. Oh, boy. Oh, gosh. What's... What's the penalty for uh, for killing a wolf in Montana? Oh, I don't know, but it's close to what the penalty is for killing a grizzly bear, and they are quite protected. I think it's I don't know exactly. I can't quote. Is it a, is it a quite federal a few thing? hundred dollars and it, some jail time? I think. Is it a federal um, crime or is it a Montana thing? Oh no, it's a, a, a the whole state. Uh, I mean, the whole United States is. Okay. Uh, uh, there's no hunt on wolves. So so. Okay, so if you know the wolves are killing your animals, 
presumably you're in Montana, where you probably aren't right next. Yes, I, I mean, live on the border of British Columbia. So you know, are you right next door to somebody to where they can see what you're doing in your yard, or do you have relative privacy where you're at? Well, I'm in town. <laughs> My mm. girlfriend, uh, she's a doctor, uh, veterinarian, and she has cows, and uh, you know, and the wolves come in, and they just they kill the calves, and they kill the uh, they, they jump on the cows and tear Jeez. them all up, and. It's just that they kill so many elk. They don't eat the meat. The wolves don't eat the meat. They're not hungry. They just do it for the sake of killing. Really? Wow. And so even if your animals are under attack, you still can't kill the wolves, what you're yeah, saying. The wolf has to attack you in order for you to kill the wolf. You can't. If, if the wolves kill your animals, uh, the Too government bad, huh? will probably give you some kind of, um, you know, money or something for that. Oh, but, I don't know uh, about A few that, years but... ago. Pardon? I, I don't know. Are you sure about that? Or are you they just... probably will. Yes. Yes, I am. Yeah, <clears throat> and uh, wow. not That's too crazy. long ago, actually, it was about three or four years ago, uh, out towards Trago, Montana, uh, in Fortine, uh, there was 28 sheep that was killed by two wolves, and they never took one bite of meat. They mm. just killed the sheep for the sake of killing. That's bizarre. Them. Uh, why aren't they eating it? What are they eating instead? Uh, well, they eat. Uh, they kill. They, they kill stuff, you know, out in the woods, or they, they kill things. And when they're full. They see anything running around, uh, they have the urge to chase it and kill, kill it, it anyway. no matter if they're hungry or not. Hmm. Wow. So so you couldn't, since you're in an urban area, you couldn't get away. I mean, are you well, losing I can pets? hunt wolves. I'm a Canadian. I'm a, a United States citizen, and I'm a dual citizen. I can go to Canada and hunt wolves. I see. But but as far as being in Montana, you couldn't just bump off a wolf and then... No, no. I mean, but how would they find out about it? Someone would have to snitch you out, right? I mean, you'd either have to be seen well, killing the wolf. Well, somebody would have to snitch me out, yeah. But actually, I'm a Christian, and I wouldn't go ahead and just do something against my government, but... Whoa, whoa, wait, whoa, whoa. What, what, what does the Christianity have anything to do <laughs> Didn't with... did the Roman government kill Jesus? Yes, I understand. The Roman government killed Jesus, right. So, so uh, I mean, you know, what makes the United States government more legitimate than the Roman government? Well, I just don't think that we're supposed to, you know, I, you, can, if, if, you can go to jail yeah, right. <laughs> and pay but a big fine. That's jail a practical and hell are two different things. Right. That, jail's a practical consideration. Lots of saved people in jail. Yes, I know. Uh, in Canada, at least you can hunt wolves. Are you suggesting that it is some way ungodly to disobey the government's uh, diktats? No, I don't. I, I would rather obey God than I would the government. Well, so if God says... That you uh, dominion, Kathy, you have dominion over. I the can earth. defend myself. Yes, if right. a grizzly bear, a wolf, or anything tries to attack but me, but don't the you think God? Permission. I mean, if you if you had a a dog or a cat or a loved animal, don't you think God would want you to defend your animals too? Oh yes, I would try every way that I could. I do have a dog. But you, well, fact, you just said you wouldn't disobey. Months ago, and but wait a minute, you just said you wouldn't disobey what the law said or the statute well, said. Well, I, I. Like I said, if if it was coming after me and the animal and my dog, yeah, I, probably, I would defend myself. Okay, well that's good. You can't fire a, a firearm inside of uh, inside of the town. Though. In Montana, you have to spray him with some bear mace or something. In Montana, you, you can't, can't shoot. Fire? A, you can't fire a firearm inside in, inside town. Not in a city, no. What not a city, city. There is no city in Montana. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is. I live in Eureka, There's Montana. It's a little ones. town. There's I live right cities. on the border of British Columbia. Hey, thank you for the call tonight, Kathy. Certainly appreciate you bringing that up. And uh, as far as I'm concerned, uh, not that I believe in the monotheistic Christian God, but it is, I think, godly to disobey tyrants. You know, they they, they call this town that I live in here, 25,000 people a city. Ah, it's a town. More on the way. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up anything. 
With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com, where we've got a shrine of female listeners with dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send us their validated photo. Prove they listen to the show. Go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See what it's all about. Shrine.freetalklive.com. And the Free State Project's Porcupine Freedom Festival is better known as Porkfest. It's happening June 9th through the 15th at Porkfest. You'll be able to meet your Free Talk Live pals and make some new friends, as well as expand your network of liberty-loving activists, businesses, and organizations. Discover new freedoms, new communities, and new beginnings. Register today at Porkfest.com. That's P-O-R-C-F-E-S-T dot com. We continue with your phone calls Oh, we're going to try Vince one more time in Indianapolis. Vince, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hello, Mark. Hey, I apologize for the earlier. I had a, I was smoking a cigarette. Don't oh. worry about it. That's all right. Habits must be taken care of. So what's on your well, mind? I know, but uh, listen, I've got a uh, suggestion for that lady called in from Montana. Uh-huh. Yeah. With the get wolf problem. Get a couple of Irish wolfhounds or get a couple of Rottweilers. You will not have trouble with wolves or coyotes because they will protect your animals wow so so you're saying wolves won't mess with big dogs is what you're saying no no oh that's good to know i mean because you know or you get yourself a couple big american standard poodles that could do the guard (laughs) i mean because you know those dogs are big and they're guard dogs Oh, you mean the gigantic poodles? Those huge poodles? Yeah, that's a standard. Oh, yeah, it's the American standard poodle. Oh, I, okay. So the one, the other little poodles are called mouths. The little, the tiny poodles are miniature poodles. Yeah, the miniature poodles are from Europe. The big ones. Are I from hate America. those things. I hate those dogs. Oh, but. So is it the point of of clarification? I've actually seen a top ten list of the smartest dogs in the world, and Poodle is the number one smartest dog. I was shocked. That can't be possible. I was shocked at that. (laughs) Australian shepherds or uh, border collies. Maybe it was American. uh, I don't know, but I, I I tell you, Mark, I was shocked to see that. Do you think that that's the the standard Poodle or the miniature Poodle, or both? That's the miniature Poodle. What the pie talking about? Interesting. Hmm. I still, that, I, can, I still can't stand them. But, but you know, let me tell you something. Rottweilers yeah. and Irish wolfhounds. Yeah, the wolfhound makes sense. I mean, it's right there in the name. Wolfhound. Get one of those. It'll keep the wolves away. Sounds well, let good. Let me tell you, I had uh, one of my Rottweilers kill a wolf out here in Indiana, and my neighbor saw it, and they called the DNR. Oh, jeez. I don't even know who the DNR is, but and it sounds they, like they, a government they took agency. My dogs away from me. They came and took your dogs? They wanted to. What happened? Well, I'm, I, I know a little bit about the law business. I said, you have to get yourself a warrant. Mm. Good for you. Did they ever come back? back? Well, that wolf, no, they never came back. Excellent, I Vince. the wolf. And... Awesome. Thank <laughs> you for the call, and thank you for the story. Appreciate the suggestion. Have you ever encountered one of these wolfhounds, Mark? Yeah. The Irish wolfhound? Tall. They are huge. Yeah, kind of scraggly looking. Not my favorite looking breed. Oh, I agree with I that. I did see a guy walking a um, Great Dane today, which I suspect would probably handle the situation. Great Dane, one of the oldest breeds out there, handled the situation just fine. And this one was one of those uh, Harlequin ones, you know what I'm talking about? Nope, no idea. Black and white, and they have the big 
black and white spots as opposed to like little black and white hmm. spots. And uh, just it was a beautiful animal. Anyway, got a rank of uh, top ten dogs here from Patrick. Top Sto- ten smartest dogs. Correct. Stop. Top ten brightest dogs according to Petrics. Uh, dot com. Uh, now these are breeds, so mutts won't ca- uh, count here, right? That's correct. Okay, because I believe mutts are the smartest of dogs. I think you would be mistaken, because you can great, you, you can you can have really great general stuff with do- mutts, mm-hmm. but what one thing that you can do with dogs is breed them to do something very well. Yeah. So you're going to get a better retriever with a tree- retriever. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a smarter dog by breeding a smarter dog. I don't agree with that. Well, th- that's because you have a bias. What if you breed two smart dogs together? Then you'll get a smarter than smarter dog. Um. Well, why wouldn't you take the smartest breed and breed it with another of the smartest breed and still get the smartest dog? I don't know, Mark. You go on. I'm with just your, letting you know. You go on with this your is point. What, this is what selection is. It's yeah. how it works. All right. Number one, Border Collie. Number two, Poodle. Number three, German Poodle, Shepherd. Poodle, see? It was up there. Yeah, it certainly was. Number four, Golden um, Retriever. Number five, uh, Doberman Pinscher. My experience is I've had Doberman Pinschers all my life. Now, as far as smart, yes, they will figure out a way to steal food and break <laughs> out of cages, but they have a tendency to be some of the craziest animals yeah. out there because they've been bred to such, uh, you know, like they're, they're, they're such an natural talk um no I, I i don't go for for smartest perhaps the sane ones are wait the what was number three uh german shepherd okay smart smart dog no doubt about it golden Where? retrievers uh smart it's it's difficult to imagine that a dog that's as happy as most golden retrievers are is actually smart because yeah, happy and come smart, off as dumb yeah, yeah happy and smart don't generally go together but uh it, it, you know golden retrievers very good at learning so therefore they'd be very good at very smart what are the other ones um number three Six is a Shetland Sheepdog. That's a like a that's a Sheltie. It's like a small collie. Have you seen them? I know what a collie very is. Very foofy looking. Well, yeah. a collie. Well, a, sh- a shrank collie. Yeah. Okay. Very foofy seen looking those. dog. Uh, seven Labrador Retriever, probably the most popular in the United States. Uh, number eight Papillon. Um, really, are Labs the most popular dog in the United States? I would think a Pit would be the most popular. Uh, it's not a breed. Um, the American Stafford. Pit's not a breed. Yeah, I, I don't think that. I think the American Staffordshire Terrier is recognized by the AKC, but the the pit bull is not a breed that's recognized by the I AKC. don't care about the breeds, man. The pit's the most popular dog in America. It may be, but it's a mutt. At least down south. It's a mutt. Okay, fine. Um, number nine, Rottweiler. Uh, this definitely wasn't the case when we got our Rottweilers in, back in the early 80s. Uh, what? You're saying they weren't... Weren't nearly as popular. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm sorry. This, this, is, this is, is now, the now I'm confused. This is the intelligence <laughs> yes, list, right? Intelligence. Uh, okay. Rottweiler and then number... Uh, number 10 is the uh, Australian cattle dog. So. 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. I just think that uh, as far as dogs, you know, I'm no geneticist. I'm no scientist. But I, but from what I understand, as generations go on, uh, you know, the whole evolution thing, certain traits are kept and others are discarded. And uh, it would seem to me that uh, mutts generally are smarter. They have the possibility of being smarter than a lot of dogs out there. Um, I I disagree. It probably has more to it do with can, the owner. It can happen, um, and certainly a, a good training will fool people into uh, thinking that uh, uh, that you have a smart animal. I mean, the, you know, the, the better trained it is, the smarter it looks. That's probably the number one factor. Certainly, um, mutts can be uh, can be better, and you're talking about what that hybrid vigor, um, heterosis, or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Nope. Anyway, they can be, but the fact is you're going to get your smartest dogs consistently by breeding dogs to be smart. Hmm. Selecting dogs to be smart. Well, as I as I say, it's the training that's the number one factor, obviously. And I mean, a trained, a well-trained, a dumb dog having, is going to be smarter. Having a than, dog that's smart isn't that valuable. 
it's having a dog that's well trained is good. Yeah. But but having he's not doing math. He's not a he's not a uh, doctor. Some dogs can do math. Uh, yeah, they can add and stuff. But <laughs> you know, having a smart dog isn't that great. Having a nice dog, a dog that you love, yeah. having a dog that you know it, it behaves well. Those but are. But don't good you think a smart dog would be more easily trainable? No, I think that they're dangerous. I think they're like Pinky in the Brain. <laughs> I think they're out trying to take over the world. No, when it comes to like border collies, no, the, 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 those you're talking about dogs that are they're very very well behaved. All right, let's move on from but the uh, dog they need, discussion. They need uh, stimulation. Let's talk to Dennis in New Hampshire on the amp line. Hello, Dennis. Good evening, gentlemen. What's on your mind, sir? So I found an interesting little little news story. Um, the, the South Dakota Democratic primary is coming up June 3rd. Okay. okay. And there's a guy who's been appointed as the director of the Hillary Clinton election campaign in South Dakota. Okay, got it. Okay, so, you know, you can kind of figure who he is. He's some paid politician helper guy, right? It turns out this guy uh, was ran into trouble in New Hampshire a couple of years ago. Hmm. Um, I, I found this out listening to the Coalition of New Hampshire Taxpayers podcast. Apparently, this guy... Um, had been hired by the Democratic Party in New Hampshire in 2004 to help some mayor get get elected. Okay. And he had been driving around, pulling up all of the signs of Republican, just oh, anyone boy. Republican, just stealing their signs, wow. which is, it turns out, a criminal offense. He was caught. Uh, the police actually were called. They we'll found find out what signs. happened here in moments. Hang on. Dennis going to bring you back. 800-259-9231. That is so low. I mean, stealing political signs. What a loser. We'll find out what happened to him here in moments. This is Free Talk Live. Take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything toll-free at 800-259-9231. Even in these remaining moments, we'll try to sneak you in. It's Ian here with you. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. The features there are free. And if you like the show, want to help support Free Talk Live, then shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link. Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. you got to shop. you got to buy stuff to enjoy life, to survive. You can get all kinds of stuff at Amazon. 41 categories to shop in. Free Super Saver shipping on a whole bunch of items. Start your shopping experience at amazon.freetalklive.com. I think Julia... My girlfriend just recently ordered a bulk package of some uh, some of those car air freshener things. I mean, really, you can get anything there. Amazon.freetalklive.com. We go back to Dennis in New Hampshire telling us a story about some political operative. You came across a story about him, I guess, out in South Dakota being hired to do some job for, the, uh, for one of the political parties. And you said that at one point he apparently turned up here in New Hampshire and was going around stealing campaign signs. Continue the story, Dennis. That's correct. And what makes it most interesting is that this guy is the guy for the Hillary Clinton election campaign. So he's not just, you know, one of the 10,000 people making phone calls. He's, you know, the head honcho of South Dakota for Hillary, right? So, so the fact that he got caught red-handed stealing campaign signs did not in any way blackball him from the political scene? Presumably not. <laughs> Uh, so I guess yeah he's he's driving around and it's not part of his act his actual job is to get the mayor of something or other elected or or to get some guy elected to be mayor I guess the, the guy didn't make it. This but was when he was in New Hampshire. Ago. Gotcha. Yeah, when he was in New Hampshire, it's just like four years ago, right? Mm -hmm. So 
completely uh, extracurricular. He's driving around and just stealing all the Republican signs off the side of the road, right? <clears throat> which you're not supposed to do. That's technically the property of you know whoever the put the sign. Up. Yeah. So someone saw him and realized what he was doing and didn't like it. I, I think it might have been someone who had put the signs up originally. Mm. So they follow him around. He starts to, to drive fast to try and get away from them. He, <laughs> he fails to actually outrun them. So he winds up in a mad rush driving to the house of the head of the Democratic Party of the state of New Hampshire, okay? Wow. Uh, who, whose house, it turns out, was empty and dark at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so the people who are tailing him call the cops. Cops show up reasonably quickly, I guess, and they, they find the guy. They, uh, they corner him. They want to see what's in his trunk. He pops open the trunk, and oh, my God, there's the signs. Mm. At which point he starts begging and pleading, please, please let me go. Don't do this to me. Don't ruin my career. I'm I'll an important political operative. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll do anything. You know, I'll, mm-hmm. I'll put the signs back or whatever, right? So nothing happens with it. No charges are pressed, which kind of bums me out. Wow. Kind of, kind of a real bummer. I was hoping they'd throw the book at him or something, and the fact that, you know, oh, and there's, by the way, there's allegations of voter fraud, too, because apparently he registered to vote in New Hampshire, and it's not clear that he voted only in New Hampshire because he was going all over the place at the time. But, yeah, it's just kind of cool. This guy now shows up as the, the main cocaine head honcho for Hillary, and I, I hope this does not tarnish Hillary. I so much want Hillary to get the Democratic nomination. Why do you say that? Because if you look at the Free State Project's data, you know, they have the new thing with, you know, what would trigger you to move to New Hampshire? <laughs> the number one thing, by a long shot, President Hillary Clinton. Really? Man, that has got people so freaked out. Wow. I, I'm, I think they're all equally as scary, so I don't really understand why people are so much more freaked by her than they are by She's uh, gotten John a lot McCain. She's a lot of bad press over the years, um, you know, plus the, the Clintons and all that stuff. So, yeah. She, she's the perfect like blend of both nationalist and socialist mm-hmm. it's you know none of the others are that perfect blend but uh, speaking of free state project data i was so psyched to hear that you guys might be have a big presence in new york state or a big you know big radio presence in new york state yeah we're uh, we're working on that we can't announce which markets uh, at this point but hopefully we'll have a nice announcement sometime in the next couple weeks well we have the we have this cool thing by virtue of of google stuff that lets us see what states uh, have people that go to the Free State Project website, Mm -hmm. and New York is really high on the list. Well, they did pretty well with the uh, the Ron Paul primary. They came real close to New Hampshire's percentage as far as the percentage of people voting for Ron Paul in in New York State was pretty high. I guess a lot of people are frustrated by the fact that it's the Empire State and their government there is just awful and restrictive and tyrannical. So it would make sense that we'd have uh, some good prospects up there. It's, It's a really big government state, and they're close to New Hampshire, so it's convenient for them. Yeah, time to flee the ship, man. No doubt about it, Dennis. Keep up the good work. Thanks for the call tonight. Certainly appreciate it. 800-259-9231. Let's talk to Dave in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Dave. Hello. A couple of quick things. Yes, sir. Uh, the Endangered Species Act is a, a fruit left on a vine to rot. It's been now it turned into a weapon against the people. Mm-hmm. And they don't. If they don't want you to do something, they'll find a bug that they say is uh, endangered, <laughs> and they'll yep. make you pay $10,000 to do something. 
Oh, yeah, like people that are trying to develop property, for instance. They'll find some little squirrel, and they'll say, well, you can't develop here. There's a squirrel. in Arizona or something like that. And uh, the way we take care is you shoot, shovel, and shut up. There you go. That's how it's done in Montana, uh, huh? Yeah, shovel, <laughs> that's, that's how it's done anywhere by anybody who uh, <laughs> finds these things. Because I'll tell you, in Florida, if you see a scrub jay on your property, kill it. And then uh, you got it wrong about the Romans. They were just manipulated by the corrupt Jewish church at the time to off Jesus. Yeah, but it, it, it's still a form of fascism. The you know the one government gets the other. Oh yeah, when doing... they're all they were all in cahoots, man, yeah. and and that's why they didn't like Jesus. He was putting an end to their monopoly, man. You know, he went in there and whipped them and threw their tables around and said, uh, uh-uh, uh, you know, you ain't ripping the people off anymore. Get out of here. Dave, good call tonight. Thanks for the shoot, shovel, right. and shut up. Certainly appreciate <laughs> that, sir. Eight hundred two five nine. 92.31, we continue with Jeremy in Montana, listening on KGEZ. Hello, Jeremy. Hey, fellas, how's it going? That caller y'all had a few uh, callers ago sound just like your old-ass broke-down Bill Clinton. What? Hey, don't you wish that you had somebody to feel sorry for you? And, uh, what are country... you talking about? Which caller are you referring to? Well, I, I just wanted to say hi and Mark, and we're fixing to He's get a flood. He's just so wasted. It's, it's, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, we're getting a flood. We're getting a flood up here. Damn, Montana's flooding. Well, uh, I, I, it's fixing to. I'm sitting right here on the boat. North Fork <laughs> right now. Get a boat. Well, there's get a about, there, There's three in my sight. Three I boats. Got three, I got three trout pulled on the bank, but I, I'm trying to. Figure out which boat I want to steal. Do you have flood parties? Over. I mean, they have down no in Florida. Boat stealing, Jeremy. Down in Florida, <laughs> they used to have hurricane parties. So when a hurricane would come in, the real Floridaites would, uh, you know, all the the people that moved down from New York and New Jersey would uh, evacuate. But the the Florida like natives would. I don't like know. Like in Ocala, Ian. I have no idea. You know, <laughs> in Ocala National Forest, when all the hippies hunter, uh, they hunker under a football field tarp. Like all the rainbow gathering, you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean. That's probably what they do. I know exactly the, what the you rain. mean, Jeremy. Thank you for the call. <laughs> thank you, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh my well, goodness! I don't think the real Floridians go out for hurricane parties. You don't go hurricane. out for a hurricane party. You go in for a hurricane party. Everybody gets together at one particular location, somebody's house or whatever. When the hurricane is, it's usually it's when the hurricane's coming close, like when you've actually got. A brush with a hurricane coming to your area. People are evacuating. You stay in and you you bring you get a bunch of drugs and alcohol and everybody gets has a good old time. It's because well the the problem with the whole thing is is that they've missed. I'm just wondering if they have flood parties in hurricanes. Montana. Hurricanes. What? Like a flood is bad no matter where you are. If yeah. You, if you're in the area that's flooding, it stinks. Um, but, but a hurricane, which is why you might as well party. I mean, it's it, you know, tropical storm is less than seventy, um, is seventy four or lower. Um, a hurricane is seventy five miles an hour or yeah. higher. Um, and then there's categories. Three hurricane is really a hurricane. Maybe category four, somewhere in there. Yeah. Category one and two. There's no reason to do anything. Mm, that's true. I'm sure that some people have lost their lives and and property, certainly in category one and category two. But you're essentially talking about thunderstorms at that point. You know the houses are built for it, and there's nothing to uh, worry about in Florida. So, you know, and that's what most of the hurricanes are: is categories one and categories two. So you are a uh, Florida native. You've never been to a hurricane party? I don't think I ever have. No, just went home. Oh, all right. 
Anyway, most uh, of the hurricanes I went through, I went through in prison. You know, I'm so glad we're here in New Hampshire now because the weather here is just so mild in comparison to down in Florida. You, you think that negative 10 degrees is mild? The the temperatures want and another issue, but uh, and and no, it doesn't get down that cold very often, except at nighttime during it, it, like a one hell of month a lot of more year. often than uh, than we have hurricanes in Florida. Well, look, look, you don't want a to compare weather between Florida oh, yes, and I New do. Hampshire. Oh yes, Not on I the air do. with me. Oh yes, I do, because there is nothing severe that happens here. Give me a hurricane severe... every year in Florida over the weather hell, I have to deal no. with in New Hampshire. No, you just say that because you lived in the one place in Florida where the hurricanes never actually hit. That's true. You you didn't live through. Anything Not a, serious. Nothing nothing serious. All right, we're done. It's been Ian here with you. And Mark. And you can join us online between now and tomorrow night's show. Join us for the live Saturday edition. In the meantime, you can join us online at freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow night. The cynic says, I started losing my hair and there was nothing I could do. I wore a baseball cap because I was self-conscious. The believer says, I started using Avacor two months ago, and already I'm regrowing my own hair. My bald spot is going. No caps for me. Are you a cynic? Avacor's formula is FDA approved to regrow your own hair in as little as two months. Avacor's topical formula contains the only ingredient approved by the FDA to regrow hair without risk of sexual side effect. Call right now and ask about getting a free month supply of Avacor and receive boost just for trying Avacor. Boost can make your hair visibly thicker with its first application. Call 1-800-451-8920. That's 1-800-451-8920. This is a limited time offer, so call now. Call 1-800-451-8920. 1-800-451-8920. Or log on to avacorradio.com.